Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I'm the Dude79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague and renowned piece of shit, Mr. Fanboy Town. Mr. Fanboy Town, what's going on, bro? The nap time? Oh, dude, I don't know. Apparently, like, seriously, man, we were just about to go live, and I was like, hey, man, our mics aren't registering, so I don't know how we sound, if we sound okay, if they sound a little funky, but, like, everything is just acting a fool right now so i'm not really sure how the audio levels are going to sound tonight hopefully they sound okay sounds good trick appreciate it uh yeah just some weird shenanigans I, going on i'm gonna guess probably semen probably semen lots That's... of it yeah if you blow if you blacklighted down here what do you think would happen <laughs> you go blind from the from the lights i i clean up better than that uh, no. uh, come on now come on uh i forgot what uh dude's name is but i remember wheeze uh, he was uh Walter Sobchak the Bold. Walter Sobchak. I the was Reese W R E E Z. Reese the horny. Reese the horny. Apparently, yeah. I like how Drassen just decided to throw that in. It's on not his like own he's win. wrong. It's not like he's wrong. <laughs> See, yeah. hey, he doesn't argue it. He doesn't argue well, it. Well, nah, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome, 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 welcome. We're excited for uh, to be back. We had last week off, but uh, we weren't completely. We weren't not doing things, were we? Yeah, I slept. I probably touched things that I shouldn't be touching. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Saturday. Yes, yeah. let's, uh, that's that's what I was referring oh, to. Oh, was sorry, Jesus. Oopsie. Wow. Uh, tone. Yeah. Let everyone know what, what did we do on Saturday, man. Well, last Saturday was the one shot that we did at 7 p.m. with uh, Drassen and Seven Dungeons. Of course, uh, um, Grayson was involved. We of course had the notorious uh, other. Uh, we we kind of call him the East Coast piece of shit, King Cuddles. Um, Mike, uh, the bearded from uh, Trinor Studios, of course. And then, you know, us being there as well. And boy, oh boy, was that quite a time there with good old... Oh, Sorry. my, oh. I'm just I, trying to figure out this mic thing. Uh, That's pissing it's, me it's off. semen. Um, uh, we had a great time. Uh, honestly, I had this first time I've you know rolled some sort of dice, digital bullshit ones or not, uh, and... A few years, I think. Uh, so it was really good to 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 get into some D and D. You know, I I help have with campaign one with uh, seven dungeons and Drastin a little bit, doing some of the creative stuff and behind do some NPC NPC stuff, but, which is great because I live vicariously through the entire crew with that and watch them. You know, every Monday night. But uh, to actually play and when you get a chance to is is another level. And very honestly, it's it's great to have new players to get involved that never played it before. You guys. Honestly, for the couple of you that hadn't ever played, you fit in perfectly. Like, you just fit fun. in. And then, you know, the first half of it, if you haven't got a chance to check it out on 70s, uh, uh, you know, podcast forms, wherever you want to see me, Spotify or even the VOD here, um, that first hour was definitely everybody <laughs> feeling each other out, you know, you know, just swinging around uh, the kahunas and just kind of posturing up and just kind of being wild like we expected. But... By the time we got to the end, um, you know, when you get to the tactical, the actual game, and you start learning your characters a little bit, and you've kind of figured out your flow, it really, you know, it really changed, I think, and we all kind of, uh, the best we could to come together, unless, you know, the digital dice are just stupid. Uh, but, dude, it, I had a blast. Yeah, it was, uh, it's I fun. Had, I had never done a D&D session like mm -hmm. this before. Mm -hmm. I was nervous going in, uh, and yeah, like... <laughs> in the tavern was a lot of improv and a mm -hmm. lot like you said everyone kind of getting a feel for each other's characters and how everyone's going to approach their characters 
Uh, but once we got out into the field and we were actually on mission and, and doing what we're supposed to do, I, I got to see a lot of what goes into it. I mean, it's like I said, it's one thing to watch Fast and Stream or listen to it, however you watch, check out Seven Dungeons. But to be a part of it, it's a completely different experience. <laughs> like when you're actually trying to solve the puzzle, I mean, you're not just like watching people. So like you're actually trying to like, you're like, fuck, man, we need to figure this shit out to move forward. It's not like I'm watching it. The group that can't figure anything out, I'm like, I can just go do something else. You're in this shit, and you're like, we got to figure this out. Right. So, like, the puzzle elements were really, really cool. I really enjoyed, like, the one thing I want to do more of is learn the synergy between the different character classes mm -hmm. and how to utilize abilities off mm -hmm. one another. Like, right. that's, like, the, the nitty-gritty of the combat, mm -hmm. which is integral to every RPG that you ever play, right. especially JRPGs, trying to find that synergy mm -hmm. between the classes. I thought that part of it was super compelling and interesting. And like I was talking about at the end of the stream, I want to go back and rebuild my character and, and really get into the yeah, stats once you play, more, yeah, more. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Once you play, you kind of get that. That's that's, and you've got, you can make six characters on D and D beyond. You could literally just fuck off on lunchtime some, someday and just yes. make a character and fuck around powers and research. Like that's a big piece of it. The research that you kind of almost have to do because D and D beyond sometimes gives you, enough what you need to know to play but never enough to dive into like what your character powers can really sure. do and that's where you read and you know kind of uh you know figure that out with people yeah no it was it was a fun it was a great learning experience um and like I, and even then like again watching is one thing but to be involved and see just how much work it is on Draston's side of the fence mm -hmm. i mean like it's one thing for us to be sitting there fucking around as the party members and dicking around stuff like he's got to like organize this thing and keep us on task, and he, that's no easy feat with us. He was exhausted by the time we were done around eleven thirty, and he looked like he was, <laughs> he was exhausted. Done. He was mentally over dealing with our bullshit. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. Like you know, when he's doing like prepping for you know the normal um, main campaigns and stuff like that, there's a lot of work goes into it. You know, he's 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 known his players and his characters for a while, but when you throw a band of misfits like us together. And, you know, and completely just act like fools. I mean, you know, he had his hand side. And honestly, you know, um, I I assumed that guys like you, Huddles, you know, just from some of the games you play in Huddles, this GTRP, I'm like, these guys are probably going to sink right into it really well. And uh, and you guys really did. Um, But I keep saying it like that Mike was Mike was a surprise for me. I didn't expect him to have a voice. He had the voice. He down. came down for a voice. And 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 had that, and you know, I knew he was a D and D fan, hasn't played in a while, and he was really excited to, um, you know, and just he was the one that really surprised me. He was he was ready. I felt like he was probably the most prepared out of the, the out of a lot of us. And there. the thing that I liked about his character is he was the most eldest of characters. Like he was the oldest character, but yeah. he was, but that also he kind of took on the role. Like he constantly was the one that kind of got us back on track or got us moving forward. Yeah. Like we're all kind of like running around fucking doing whatever. Yeah. He's like, all right guys, let's keep going. Yeah. Right, well, know. a couple of you, not all of us. Don't uh, bring me in. All your of you, you were a piece of shit at the tavern. It was no, unbelievable. You shit your pants in the tavern. <laughs> I shit my pants in the bed. Not in, I took way. my pants off in the Either tavern. Way. There's a difference. You know, yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, no, that was a great time. But like, yeah, dude, it was, it was a lot of fun. And you know, I told you, I drank, like, I think 11 or 12 beers through that yeah, whole that thing. Yeah, that picture wasn't a joke. No, I sent him the aftermath of uh, what happened, and, like, the next day, I was just like, and That's That's actually a really good segue, because now that we got everybody here, we want to... <laughs> <laughs> Is this an intervention? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, what do you know? Man. What do you 
no, just kidding. Drink more, pussy. Uh, I was going to say, okay, I'm going to. You didn't, uh, didn't drink one. Yeah, yeah right. didn't drink anything. Jesus. Yeah, totally so. Nobody believes that shit. Uh, maybe not during the stream, but uh, starting at 8 a.m. before the stream. Right. Yeah, I think you might have been drinking a little bit. No, I, I drink uh, about three or four uh, Salty Tall Boys. I was, I mean, clearly I was oh, pissing every rebel. 10 minutes. Man, you were out of control. Oh, it's crazy now. Right? <laughs> crazy. But uh, no, make sure you guys go over to uh, Seven Dungeons, whether it's his YouTube channel. Obviously, you should be following him on Twitch for every Monday or every uh, yeah Monday night. Uh, Monday check night. out his stream on Mondays, and then also check it out on uh, uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever right. you listen to your podcast. You can listen to it there. Check it out, man. It was a lot. There's the link right there. Thanks, Cuddles. Check out that video. It's like fuck four hours of just shenanigans. That it's first hour is, is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and <laughs> I, I recommend if it's something that you've ever been interested in, if you get an opportunity to do a one shot or if you're at Mid the Midland Mall Comic Con next March, uh, you can do a one shot with uh, Drassen and Grayson running those Yes. Things. And, uh, you know, honestly, like I know a lot of people in our communities between Huddle's community, Drassen's, our community. A lot of people were like, man, you guys got to do this again and do this again. So we're, you know, it's going to be a lot of work for Seven Dungeons to plan some stuff here in the future, uh, you know, for very many months. He's got the new campaign starting potentially next week. We're pretty sure it is. Um, but we want to do it. Yes, we want to do a B&B community one shot as well too. We'll get oh, Drassen yeah. involved. We want to do one. I know Cuddles' community is going to have one done as well too. Uh, you know, and then maybe we can mix again as well. I know I can tell you, Mike, the bearded over there is chomping at the bit for more. So, Morgrim. Um, yup, yup. So maybe, maybe sometime I can even plan. You know, whether it's stream or not, you know, that's fine. But maybe, you know, I can somehow jump in there, maybe DM, just so so we can keep people playing and rotate some people in or yeah. whatever that bit, you know, that that looks like as well too. But no, honestly, if you've never had a chance to play D and D, if you like gaming in any 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 format, I'm telling you, until you play D and D, you just haven't played games. There was an old TSR. TSR is who owned. Dungeons and Dragons back in the day prior to Wizards of the Coast by and there was an old t-shirt that my original DM had that I loved it said uh, that role playing games are only a crutch for people who uh, live in reality so something really cool but that's that's kind of how I look at it like honestly I would rather play tabletop games board games included uh, than video games I mean I'm a big video game lover wow. but I love analog gaming more than anything um, especially if, if it's on the verge of like fist fighting like Forge Hammer and me have probably been into playing Catan a couple times, but D and D, there's no gaming like it. There really isn't, and I I couldn't uh, couldn't tell you how much I love. Great time. We really appreciate all the work. We appreciate everybody being there. I was able to make it. It was yeah, it was, it was complete awesome chaos. Turnout, man. It was really fun. Everybody did their stuff. We laughed. I haven't laughed that much that long in such a long time uh, that you know I I, like, I was sore after. From so. It was a lot of fun. So Dressen again, kudos to you, man. What you do is no fucking easy task. And it was a pleasure to be a part of it, and I look forward to being a part of it again. And it's awesome. Good times. Yes. Uh, what the fuck else you been up to, man? Uh, um, started watching the Dahmer show. You are watching the Dahmer show. I've been yep. hearing a lot of people talk yep, about the Dahmer show. a few episodes into that. Uh, everything you've heard about it being amazing, guess what? It's fucking amazing. Um, if, if Evan Peters doesn't win an award for this, it's a crime against humanity. Uh, many people, and myself included, who started watching many years ago on American Horror Story, my dude can act, and he can act really good. And if this doesn't show the kind of range that he's got, there's, it's a travesty somewhere. My dude knocking out of the park. Like, mm. and, and, and it's, it's clearly a dark tale, a dark story. We all, some of us are old enough to remember that. I mean, I remember very vividly that entire thing in the early 90s. Um, but, man, is he just absolutely knocking out of the park. It is 
a dark and creepy show and it makes you feel uncomfortable. And finally, as some people pointed out, there's a serial killer show on Netflix that isn't sensationalizing the serial killer, which I, I kind of agree, but I, I can kind of see some of the other points of some of the characters they've done. But you get some POV kind of like from victims and their side of it a little bit as well, too, which is uh, kind of unique. But at the end of the day, yes, it's it's a wild show. Pretty awesome. Awesome. Uh, Mortally, let me know. I just tweaked some settings. Let me know if his mic keeps cutting out. Like I said, we're having some issues with the box that we use for gotcha. our audio. Uh, so I'm just going to keep monitoring that. Let us know if uh, audio keeps cutting or if you're picking up a lot of background noise or echoes or anything cutting like that. Out. We definitely need to know because uh, this is something I'm going to bust everything once the show is over so. yeah he's got a baseball bat leaning up over there he's gonna go to town like I'm, I'm having a good time right now but inside i'm going like what the fuck so i'm just trying to remain calm here His children are crying i can hear them <laughs> they're scared like dad he's mad mm -hmm. again look yeah. out mommy. my switch is broken <laughs> It's going to be. It's going to be one of the many things uh, destroyed down here. Go fuck yourself, Seven I keep dungeons. hearing Tone's voice. Can we tune that out? I can do that. Totally do that. Motherfucker. Um, what have I been doing? Uh, actually, you know what? I just I started playing it again. It's Cyberpunk. Oh. I started messing around with that again. You know what, dude? I, I've come to the point to... Uh, I just oh. come to... Um, the expect conclusion? The game is not... Uh, it's just not, never going to be in a fine. Never going to meet your expectations. It's never going to meet a consumer's really. expectations. Yeah, yeah, let's um, be honest here, yeah. Uh, it is, um, it's, I know they've put out a bunch of patches. There are just still a lot of like technical issues that continue to pop up. I haven't had it crash yet, but I have had it go through, um, just, just a lot of weird anomalies are happening still. And it is kind of disappointing, but yeah, I'm back into it, kind of exploring the story that I left off. And it's funny because, um, I, I saw an article come out, uh, one of the developers is like super hyped right now because there's like millions of people playing this game again because of edge runners. The anime show that dropped on Netflix. Oh, that's... I did see that uh, listed. That show is generating a lot of buzz. A lot apparently of people are really, good. Uh, right? It's supposed to be very, very good, and uh, apparently it has like pushed a lot of people to get back into the game. I've been edging all night. I, <laughs> I believe it. Big whoop. Uh, but no, there's a lot of buzz behind this. this I need to game. watch that. A lot of people are saying it is really, really good <sighs> show. No, I love the game. I, I, you're I'm a one fan. of the few that enjoyed it. You're I really, I really you're enjoyed simp, it. That, you know. I've got some issues with it. Don't get me wrong, but man, what an immersive fucking city for the most part. For the most part, <clears throat> I'll pick up Cyber Flop in 2077 when it's properly fixed. <laughs> Good luck. Wow, Blanco. Real edgy though. That's cool. Wow. <laughs> really edge runner. Yeah, 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 yeah. See what I did there? Oh, yeah. Clever. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You came with your A game tonight. <clears throat> uh, what else I've been doing? Oh, actually, um, I picked, I got my Steam Deck. Uh, about Don't a week and a half ago. It. I know. <laughs> Uh, dude, that thing is actually an impressive little piece They're... of equipment. I wish I had the money. It is a really, really it's nice little piece cool, of equipment, man. man. I've been sitting there playing um, Final Fantasy VII Remake on it. And it's fucking wild. I can get a good... If I let that thing run at... I think it's 900p at 60 frames, I can get about two hours, two and a half hours off my battery, which is more than enough for like when I'm on the go for mobile. Mm. Like If I take it to work with me and on my breaks and my lunch, that's two hours and I can play. It is really really good on there you buy a steam deck for no i didn't buy i already had final fantasy 7 uh chat you heard the man let's get tone money for a steam deck. there you go patreon is up it's not just for booze it's for tones uh steam deck i kiss you <laughs> i kiss you dude is like fuck you steam library now nah, man i got a, a bunch of games in there actually that i uh i downloaded onto it um i did final fantasy 7 i have 
Oh, I did. I got a split gate on there. I tried that out. Runs pretty good. Did you download a shower with your dad simulator? I did. Actually, good. I just go over to my dad's. I don't need. What? Wow. I guys. That's why I can't <laughs> and respond you to everything. House of Dragon. Weird. <laughs> I thought the donuts went to buying him new socks. Nah, uh, man, you can you just flip we, them inside we out. We found out we were burning through the money too fast. Yeah, the, so the holes yeah. in the socks were just they were just <laughs> yeah, the way socks, too consistent. The socks in this area look like Swiss cheese. <laughs> Sorry, they smell like monster cheese. That's oh, weird. Got Gouda. <laughs> Dude, I'm a big fan of cheese. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Gouda cheese is. Good, but yeah, Swiss cheese socks that smell like monster cheese. How bizarre. <laughs> How bizarre. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else? Um, I'm trying to think what else I've been up to, man. I've been trying to be a good boy. Um, uh, let's see. Well, don't blacklight it. Oh, will you tell you that? Can you stop with the blacklight? No. I, I squeegee everything up. Ew. Um, I'm trying to think, man. We're drinking our OCP. Um, somebody oh. made a comment about this. Yeah, that that thing, that's a fucking weird drink. He said, man. yeah, Cuddle says he, he thought it sucks. I don't mind it. But. I mean, I took a drink of it and it's, it's called, what is it? Coke? Dream, dream world, dream world. Dream world. Dream world. See, when I took a drink of it, it, it tasted like they had just like squeezed a bunch of different syrups in it and shook <laughs> it them. Like there does. you go. It it's like a mixture of Coke, Doctor Pepper, Coke Zero, and maybe like Diet Coke, and it's all just mixed in. Some ginger ale. Like, okay, that's that's good, I guess. Whatever. Seems like it seems really lazy. That's it tastes like a lazy Coke. <laughs> just like this is a contraption <laughs> that they tried, and it just yeah, kind of I mean, mid. Try to get an eight ball, and it was just a bunch of fucking drywall. <laughs> I know what you haven't been doing. I don't get it. I don't know where Cuddles is going with that. Winning fin uh Pepsi is better than Coke. Cordial will agree with you. And I actually so I'm actually kind of more I lean more Coke or Pepsi as well too. Uh you know, unless, Pepsi. you know, the the, the only thing that'll take it Coke. is the McDonald's fountain coke. McDonald's we'll, we'll fountain Trump coke. Jimmy John's fountain coke. I actually one of the few also I put up against the Coke at McDonald's. Really? Jimmy John's? Jimmy John's fountain coke. I Next, like Jimmy John's. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy John's fountain coke's pretty top tier. Really? I was not mm -hmm. aware of this thing. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. trying to think what else. Up to. Um I not a whole lot, I suppose. I don't know. I think you're still a piece of shit. I'm definitely a piece of shit. I'm never going to stop being shit. I would hope not. Let's, um, let's be honest. With Pepsi I'm trying to think. Oh, <laughs> we're going to see uh, <laughs> Sleep tomorrow, right or Smile tomorrow we night. We are seeing Smile tomorrow night. We got our tickets for that. Um, I don't know who's going to put their pee-pee in the popcorn first, but probably me. <laughs> I am excited to see this movie just because of the viral marketing they, they did this week. That's pretty wild. I thought that was amazing. Okay, you guys are cutting out more. Dude, I don't know what's going on with our audio box here, but it is taking a dump apparently. And yeah, I'm trying Can you see to see it on the is it showing you that? How am I sounding now? Uh I oh, have it like smart. almost maxed out. Now it's it's gonna draw in so much audio. Um I really have no idea what's going on with this. We thing. apologize, guys. So you know what? Let's just get to the next uh topic before this thing just takes a dump because apparently it takes it's, a dump, it, it's yes. on its way out, which Let's is fucking sweet. Keep it off. Keep us posted. Keep us posted. Uh it's audio. not bad. It's it's just annoying because like as soon as like right before we went live, we we're like, Oh hey, let's do a mic check. Which we normally which do. Which we normally do, and then all of a sudden it was just like, Oh, this is this isn't right. right. So something is amiss. It um, wouldn't be a banter and babble if there wasn't duct taping and technical issues. Yeah, I know. It's usually a shit show. Oh, shoot. Cool. No. What? Oh, Pablanco, shit. You better not be joking don't be right now. That's don't, yeah, not yeah, a let's cool be, let's joke. Keep that real, man. Can He's... anyone else confirm that Coolio passed away? 
Oh, oh we've got no. multiple confirmation. Coolio? Oh, no, that's random. Well, he had to be his, like high 50s, mid 50s, something like that. Right? Ah, oh, dude. 59. 59. There you go. Didn't even make decision. Damn. These guys, come on, man. They got to stop dying. Shit. Right. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we're getting to that point. I mean, the, the, the crazy digital A's when you get through the 80s and the 90s and stuff like that, like a lot of these people that people are just everybody is connected to, you know? He never thought he would make it to 24. That's true. So he made it to 59. God damn it. <laughs> true. Wasn't that in a song or something? Yeah, it was. He goes, yeah. it's in um, Gangsta's yeah, Paradise. Yeah, it's in Gangsta's yeah. Paradise. God damn it, Cuddles. <laughs> he never thought he'd make it to 24. Man, yeah. hey, you know what? Back to Coolio, man. I love, yeah, I'm 20. <laughs> 23 now, but will I live to see 24? I don't know. Come along and ride on a He's in paradise now. Yeah, he is, slide, man. Slide, slide, slippy slide. God, Coolio was so fucking... Man, damn, 59. You know, he was not a fan of uh, Amish Paradise at first. Well, Amish Paradise? Yeah, he wasn't a fan. Is that he's a weird Al? I think, yeah, I think something like uh, somebody asked him about it or like he could do it. He's like, what the fuck? Hell no, or something like that. <laughs> I ain't got nothing. I ain't got no time for that. Well, hey, uh, no, seriously, respect to Coolio. He was fucking yeah. awesome, uh, and he was just an awesome personality. Whenever they do interviews mm -hmm. with him, he was just a cool cat. Well, he's Coolio. He, I mean, he is Coolio. He, is, he was Coolio. Well, I mean, he is Coolio. He'll he's always Coolio. be Coolio. He'll always be Coolio. He'll always be cool. All right, Tone, let's move on to our first topic. Uh, it's a movie review. We were going to do two movie reviews, but we Notes. only have one movie review because I couldn't get my shit together. But it's only one movie we need to talk about. One movie to rule them all. <laughs> See what I did yeah, there. Clever. Uh, clever. Tone, this yeah. was something you were excited for personally because you've always been a Kevin uh, Kevin Smith fan. You've always loved his movies. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Clerks, when it came out back in 94, was a just a monster hit, a, a, a masterpiece, if you will, of an independent film. Still, and it still holds up today. It is, it is it fucking is, hilarious. Yeah. It's got some of the de best dialogue in a movie, the best <laughs> writing for characters, and some mm -hmm. of the conversations uh, that they have are like right up there with Tarantino level like mm -hmm. writing. Like it's just that good. And um, yeah, dude, it's unfortunate uh, about Coolio. I'm sorry, uh, Lazarus Demon. Yeah, I'm telling you, Coolio did all that stuff. Uh, but dude, I want to get your thoughts. You're you're obviously the Kevin Smith yeah. guy, and you love Clerks. Um, and this was an interesting movie, man, because we knew what to expect, but there were things we got that we didn't expect that we really appreciated. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, it's kind of it's funny because like I always go back and I think I'll I'll never I'll vividly remember the day that we rented this on VHS and watched this, and I remember putting it in for the first time, instantly hearing the music was like whoa the music, but being in black and white, and I'm like. What the fuck, right? <laughs> but by the time you're done with the movie, your first watch, you're of course you're you're split in half from laughing so hard, and you know the black and white don't matter, and it makes sense now too when you realize that it's the the thought process coming through like a security camera or whatever, right? But um, I ever since that first time, and then of course seeing Mallrats as the follow up, which I know is usually controversial for a lot of people, but I could talk about that all day. That's still my favorite of his movies, Mallrats. Mallrats, yeah. Yep. Um. Just completely hooked into anything View Askew, the Jersey series, this, this, the View Askewiverse, or whatever you want to call them. There's a lot of monikers, I feel like, for him at this point as well, too. And um, just Kevin Smith growing up, uh, just always somebody, for me as a director and a writer, that was just, you know, I felt like a lot of the things that he did and write and a lot of the humor was just either it was like this great 
intelligent humor or it was pee pee poo 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 like <laughs> toilet humor as well too which I, I i love all of them on the spectrum and he always just hits the the check boxes for me so like for me i like just very integrated into that and me can kind of never do wrong and i know i'm kind of biased on that fact as well too even the bad stuff that he's done i'm still like well there's a lot of shit that's worse kind of other but, than cop out, what else is considered as bad stuff? Um, I know like Jersey Girl sometimes gets some hay, and uh, um, what was the other one? I can't think of his name. I can't think of the other name of the other one as well too. But um, I know people are hit or miss. I feel like sometimes on Tusk as well too. But um, that seems like Tusk has a bit of a cult following. It does, at this point. though. Yeah, it does though. But you know, I, honestly, like going into this, like Clerks two when that came out, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of the the fan base was still kind of in this like. Well, great. It's more like Jay and Silent Bobbish, like Strikes Back, and less like Clerks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely leaning more kind of in that humor as well, too, which I had no problem with because guess what? I love Clerks too. <laughs> um, so when this was coming out, we didn't really know where it was going to go with it, and I got to tell you, at the end of the day here, that we did a lot of laughing initially, first of all, as well, too. There's a lot There's a lot of good laughs in here, mm-hmm. and, you know, all the characters come back. I mean, they bring characters back from Clerks 1. That's one of the things I love about this Marilyn movie. Marilyn and Scott, like, you know, Scott plays, you know, the Chewy's gum guy. Marilyn plays Veronica, characters that haven't been in this series literally since Clerks. Yep. You know, it's just, just wild to see that happen, and it's so exciting to see that happen as well, too. Stay as close as possible, because Mike it's, is it's, really it's Mike just, is, okay. I'm it's, watching. It's, I'm get, like, it's getting limp. It's getting limp here. Um, but what really, really, at the end of the day, after this movie, um, it ended up being very, very emotional. Yes. And I got to tell you, I did not expect, yes, Dogma and Chase, Chasing Amy fucking brilliant as well, too. Chasing Amy um, was really good. Uh, yeah, Dogma is great. Uh, I did not expect this movie to make me feel emotion, mm-hmm. emotional. Uh, it really made you face kind of your mortality. We knew this movie was going to be meta. We, we knew. We yep. saw that from the trailers. This movie is going to be meta. It was Randall filming basically Clerks yep. as Clerks, right? Yep. And what we didn't see was, like, the realities of uh, just life and getting older and facing those issues and things that you just guess what? We're at, we're at that point in our life now. And I Kevin inspri- inspired some of himself. I mean, you know, he almost died of a heart attack five-some years ago now. Mm-hmm. And he's changed his complete lifestyle. You know, he's look how small he is now. He eats. He's a vegan now. Yep. You know, and everything. He, he's, he faced mortality. That heart attack, and, yeah. And, like, almost didn't, you know. And he could have been just like a lot of people that do that point. He could have said, well, I'm just going to, you know, keep doing it. He changed his entire life around. He's, he, he looked at the Reaper and said, right. no, I'm not right now. You know, so um, there was there that was kind of peppered in here. So it was kind of like this perspective from his life as well too. But what it did that really surprised me is that it connected to long-term hardcore fans and uh, made all of us also really question mortality and life in general and like where we at and how, you know, how we face those kind of things. And, you know, I was, I was sending you messages on the way home too, because my brain wouldn't stop about that. I very honestly, like it was emotional to watch this movie. And I was surprised for that, and I, I'm I'm thankful for that because I feel like um, that kind of unexpectedness makes it much more of a gem in that sense. Yes. 
Um, is this a movie that everybody could watch if you see the others? It surely is. Will everybody have that kind of tie-in? I don't think so. I, th- I think I think this was made for the fans. I think, I, I think this if was... you were to go into this without seeing the other two, you wouldn't even appreciate much of it right, at all. Right, for sure. But I'm even saying, like, even if you've seen the others and you're not like a super fan, yeah, it still yeah. might not. It might not stick on the, the landing for you. Uh, for me, I would say it, that it, this, if you're not a fan of the first two, this isn't going to change your mind. Sure, sure. Yeah, I just, I certainly, like I said, I, I am completely like. It left me really, really. It oh, it, yeah. it, it definitely ended. To quote Gil Hicks from Mallrats, it was like a jackhammer. I mean, sure, you know, when you go in there, you know, it's 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 one thing, but when you're done, you're not the same. Right. You're not the same. You know, I wasn't the same after seeing the movie, and uh, that's rare when that can kind of happen. When you can kind of just sit back and go like, because what it did is me as a fan, as somebody who's been into like, I mean, Jesus Christ, that's fucking ninety four, ninety five, twenty some years yeah. of being a fan of this series, yep. and then sitting back on the drive home going, Jesus, like, you know, like fuck, like it, I mean, it made me think, it made me look at my life and blink it in, in some ways as well too. Um, and that sometimes it's hard to fucking do when you 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 when you're forced to face your own uh, mortality and reality and things in that way in that way too. And uh, man, I don't I don't know who else could really do that. I mean, I'm sure there are people that could write like that, but like you know, to have be invested with these characters for a long time and actually have that happen and that like that in a in what you expect just to be a normal comedy. I mean, look, I mean, Clerks uh, 1 and 2, I mean, you could say there's some dick and fart jokes, and there are, but I mean, for the most part, you know, but they're they're funny, and sometimes you can say it's juvenile, and it is, but it's it, to me, that's funny. I think that shit is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the way they took this movie, and they took all the types of humor that made the first two so good, but then still infused like this emotional depth to give these characters just one last hurrah to really flesh them out. And I'm not going to lie, man, like, look... The guys that play, I, I can't, what's their names in real life? O'Halloran? Brian O'Halloran and, um, fuck, Randall's real name, uh, slips me. Shit, shit, shit. But these guys are not, like, Oscar-winning actors, okay? But mm-hmm. I will say this, man. They really give it their all in this movie. Like, it's, like, you can tell they are working every scene. Yeah. And when it, when it does get emotional, it feels genuine. Like, it's, you can tell they love these characters because they're pouring it out on screen. Mm-hmm. This is the one time. This is probably going to be their last. Jeff Anderson. Jeff Anderson thank thanks. You. Um, this is probably going to be the last Clerks movie. I don't mm-hmm. see. I think this is a night way that you just tie a bow around it, nice and neat, and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And he really, Kevin Smith gets the most out of O'Halloran and, and Anderson in this movie. Like they're really, really good. And again, these guys aren't going to win Oscars, but they do a great job in this movie. And everyone else around them is really, really good. You can just tell everyone is very passionate about these characters, about this story. And, I mean, like you said, it's really difficult to convey that. Uh, but I think, you know, Kevin Smith, he knows how much these characters mean to the fans. Yeah. And he, he didn't want to just make it another Clerks movie. He It is another Clerks movie, but there's just more to this one, more thought-provoking there's stuff. There's some substance. There's a ton of substance. More substance than the, than the first two movies combined. Yeah, it's, it's, like I said, I did not expect it. And, you know, Jeff was originally kind of... He was kind of done, and I know him, and Ke- I think him and Kev had, like, some sort of beef. There was something, but he was kind of done. He wasn't looking to play Randall again, and I remember sometime last year, I feel like there was something about Kevin basically flying out to Jeff and trying to squash whatever beef there was, whatever was going on, and mm-hmm. said, you know, hey, I've got this. We want to do this, and you, of course, need to be involved, and, you know, f- uh, I'm guessing because of the... The, the substance in it or whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, Jeff decided to, you know, do it one last ride with it Good. as well too. And uh, I mean, you couldn't, first of all, you wouldn't be able to do a clerks without 
yeah. Randall. I mean, Randall. That, I mean, clearly, but um, God, I, I just I got to tell you, like, I am I am just even sitting here talking about. It, I'm like, I'm really excited to watch it again because I feel like, um, I don't know. I just feel like that. That, I, that you know, we always like those rewatches, anyways. Yep. And I think it, it, it's less about trying to find Easter eggs this time, and less about the, really the jokes, but just more of just to be like, just to feel that again, like just yep. just because you want to kind of like take it in and go, like, man, like this is kind. It's kind of a. It's it's in a way, it's kind of an opus. It's really weird to kind of say that, but it kind of is. It's kind of shutting the chapter on clerks, and I don't know if it's gonna. I'm, I'm sure it's not gonna shut the the door on Jay and Silent Bob. Those characters are. <laughs> I would hope not. They they've got their own thing, anyways, but. Um, man, I, you know, Brian O'Halloran, even like, I mean, Fran, honestly, both of them, they've had some really crazy moments that you've never really seen these characters have. And like you said, they were fully invested and they, they, they brought their A game. They fucking crushed it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good movie. Like I said, if you're not a fan of clerks, this movie isn't going to change your mind. But if you're a fan of clerks and these characters, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to feel just how much Kevin Smith loves these mm-hmm. characters. And you're going to feel how much these these actors and actresses they enjoy playing these characters and how much they mean to them and it just all comes through well i mean it's it's got that kevin smith humor love it or hate it um so how many b&b mugs would you give it out of what four i'd go three mugs three out of four mugs three out of four mugs i'm biased so i'm gonna get four you're going four out of four mugs I, you know i'm biased i always say i'm biased when it comes to kevin smith i shit. dig it man i dig it but like 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 the first clerks will always be four out of four for me i think the mm-hmm. first clerks it just did I think they needed to make a, tr- a trilogy out of that after seeing that? No, <laughs> they didn't. Not, no. But the, the way that he's done it, he's done it the right way, and I can appreciate what he's mm-hmm. done with it. And, uh, you know, they're characters that I love. They're characters that I can relate to. I've worked in the retail world, so I, I get a lot what they what they complain about, and I understand what, what pisses them off, but they understand what is important about it, too, and I dig that part of it. So uh, this will be actually be out on the 18th of October on digital. So mm-hmm. if you don't get a chance to see it in theaters, it will be out on digital uh, in about Sweet. two and a half weeks. So Sweet. it'll be out soon. It's If you're a fan of Clerks, you're a fan of the movies, you're a fan of Kevin Smith, it's definitely one of his better movies for the sure. The last thing that I'll say about it that was really wild, I mean, they brought back some main characters from the old movies. Yes. They brought back almost every single fucking person. Customer. As a sl- yeah, as a, as a person, yep. as, a, as, an, as, a, as a character, the from guy like who the got first... his arms. The guy who. The, I mean, so random character, like like really obscure characters. Obscure characters. Like the, there's the one guy who doesn't even have a line. He's standing a line, and the cat shits in front of him in the, the box. The old guy watching. Yeah, yeah. That, that old guy in this one. You're just like, where are they find this guy? And how is he still alive? They contacted, <laughs> right, yeah. they contacted everybody. Yeah, they, they got, contacted they, everybody. They found just about everybody that played a character uh-huh. in any of the movies. And Walt Flanagan got to come back and play. The uh, the guidance counselor teacher buying the eggs again, or, and and <laughs> that was that was pretty great. Walt's uh, he's got to do with stash and some of their podcast stuff, but uh, that was pretty cool to see him in there too. Yeah, it's definitely worth a, a watch. There's a lot of heart in it, and it's something that I, I definitely appreciated, and I look for it. So, uh, Tri North says, "Whoa, spoilers!" <laughs> I know, sorry, sorry Walt bro. Flanagan's in the movie. Well, sorry. Wow. <laughs> But uh, no, definitely worth a watch. Let us know what you think. Check it out. Comment in the comments on YouTube or if you're watching or listening on uh, iTunes, Spotify, or Pornhub. Uh, make sure you let us know what you thought of Clerks 3. Yeah. Uh, Tone, we have a quartet of trailers for tonight. Oh my, oh my. We have four trailers. We do like the old trailers. We do love our trailers. We do, we do. Uh, so let's, let's get ready to watch some trailers. No. Look, he's leaving. Give it a good push. Give it a good push. Oh, oh fuck. Fuck's sake. Close the door. Oh, my God, dude. You're a disaster. Now you get to get up and go fucking close it. Good job. He's back. 
Sorry, I didn't want my kids to get out of the closet. They're uh, they're trapped in there right now. They're making some noise, so he had to shut the door and make sure they were quiet. <laughs> sandwiches for kid. <laughs> we make I make them fight over for one sandwich. I throw one sandwich. Yeah, in it's there. not it's even a, good sandwich too. It's like it's egg salad. Oh. <laughs> I love eggs. I do not like egg salad. Tone's do favorite. Shit. No, I just watched uh, a movie called The Empty Man that I would love to get y'all's opinion on on Cinemax. Ooh, Skinamax. The Empty Man. Why is he empty? <laughs> is there a black light in the movie? Oh, jeez. Egg salad is good as hell. Oh, Blanco tells you what's up. I, I, man, I love sandwiches, but I just can't do the egg salad. You really I don't, don't like know egg what, salad? And I love deviled wow. eggs. You know, maybe it's something that, you, maybe part of the problem is because I've always had it on bread. I feel like if it was like done on like like a special, like a ciabatta or something, maybe like a toasted ciabatta Ooh, that might be yeah, a little bit different. Yeah. I'm not opposed to trying it. I just haven't tried it in like a long time because I just can't get into it. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, Tom, we have, like I said, we have four trailers, and uh, they're all good ones. They're really, it was a good week for trailers. Uh, There is one show coming to HBO Max that I know you and I are very excited for. Uh, We got to see a little bit of a snippet uh, last month when HBO did like a sizzle reel of their upcoming shows, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they closed out that trailer with uh, a little sneak peek at The Last of Us. Uh, Earlier this week was The Last of Us Day on Monday. And HBO and PlayStation said, fuck it, let's run a teaser. Let's run our first official teaser for The Last of Us. Let's check it out. The roses have faded, there's frost at my door. The birds in the morning don't sing anymore. The grass in the valley is starting to die. And out in the darkness, the whippoorwills cry. The darkness is falling, the sky has turned gray. A hound in the distance is starting to fade. Your chance. Oh, that shot. You keep her alive. And you said everything right. of big names involved a lot of talent involved uh i would say that's a an a plus trailer that was a really 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 good trailer um obviously pedro pascal continues to just look exactly like joel and i think we've seen uh in the teaser or not the teaser but uh, the sympathy showed uh he sounds like joel he has that down there was an amazing con uh comment on youtube under this it says uh a movie about liana mormont and yeah. oberon from uh wherever uh in a movie about Darn. surviving the apocalypse i was like that's Pretty fucking yeah, awesome. We completely forgot they're both in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, tone, effective trailer. I thought it was really good. Music selection was great. Yeah. Um, and it has just all the dark, gritty nature of the Last of Us game. 
Uh, I'm really, really excited for this show. Yeah, and honestly, like, if you've never played Last of Us or if you have, I mean, in my humble opinion, it's, like, the story in that series just generally is the best out there for storytelling in video games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense that this is something they would want to present like this for people that haven't played those games. And I think it's actually kind of smart they're doing a series because I feel like part of the reason you get so drawn into these characters is because you're playing them for 25 hours exactly. or so. And you don't want to do two and a half hours because then you're not going to be able to understand Ellie and Joel. Because those are they're complex, they're complex characters. The, the entire story is complex. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, So you need... You need. I mean, we've been we've been saying this for I think for a while now at this point. Like, at this point, like depending on the media, like TV series are a better way. I mean, look at Chucky. Oh yeah, that's a great yeah. example. You yeah. know what I mean? Being able to pull through and and give more content and give more time to develop these characters. And this is this is a big take that Sony's. I mean, let's be honest. Their movies, in my opinion, they're not hitting the marks. I mean, got Matt Smith being campy in front of a mirror as a vampire. <laughs> Um, when he's clearly much better actor than that, and then you've got something like this where you're looking at it and going, "Holy shit!" Mm-hmm. And like you know, you mentioned before, HBO typically does not fuck around with their shows. <laughs> you know, they're not going to sit there and 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 just let Sony come in and kind of like do their thing. HBO takes their shows very seriously, the quality of them, and you don't bring in Craig Mazin from Chernobyl to just let Sony do what they want and run mm-hmm. roughshod on production. Mm-hmm. So this is the, you know, it's gonna be there. now. Here's the thing, dude. Uh, obviously, we've talked about the story of The Last of Us, and it's an impactful story. It's a complicated story, right. and, it, and it's a well-told story. Whenever we see the adaptations go from video game to big screen, you know, in, in movie form, there's always certain liberties that are taken. And we've seen with Halo when you can go too crazy with those liberties. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you look at uh, you know Halo and what they did with Master Chief, we did hear from Troy Baker, who actually does have a part in this show, which is crazy. Him and Ashley Johnson both have yeah. characters in this show. He mentioned that, you know, a lot of stuff is familiar. There's also some different stuff in this show, but he's very proud of what it is. And um, it's just, it'll be really curious to see what kind of liberties they take in mm-hmm. order to make it a, a TV show, to make it presentable for audiences everywhere. And right. also, you know, whether or not they plan on making it multiple seasons. You know, there might be certain liberties taken with certain characters to continue their story going forward. So, I mean, as a fan of the game and the story itself, uh, I want them to just keep that core concept, you know, the core premise of it. Uh, the relationship between Joel and Ellie needs to be where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, you know, if they want to change certain things about uh, some of the side characters to continue their story going forward, I'm I'm always okay with that. I understand concessions have to be made. Things have to be changed a little bit for the, for, for the viewing audience. Right. It's it, There's a difference between changing and adapting media, like, from books or anything. Like, it's... It, you got to be, and as somebody who doesn't like the Walking Dead TV series but love the graphic novels, when you start completely flipping entire storylines yes. and characters, that's when it becomes a totally different product. And and like, listen, some people are are okay with that. I'm not. I'm not that person. I like, I like trying to keep it closer to the source material, but while realizing that there are adaptations and some liberties you got to take. You know, if it doesn't overly or it does overly all affect a character, like I don't know, Master Chief not wearing a helmet, a character who's supposed to be stoic and not seen all the time or um you know again walking dead they they like a certain character or two uh died so fast it's like that character was around for a long time like things in that nature but it, it you know and yeah it's, it's it's something you gotta be careful of now if they 
do some tweaks, do some things that you're saying, that's fine. If the core of the story and the connection of the characters are still there, it can still be told as a great story. You just have to realize that, hey, there's some things that we had to change for whatever reason it is. But yeah, you, you got to be careful because you never want to get in the, the spot. And this is where I always take it. And I've said this many times. You can't alienate exactly. the core fans because this series wouldn't happen if the game wasn't popular and didn't Bingo. sell. That's the thing. You want to bring people in. So I get the, the casualness and the, the adaptations. But when you make it an entirely different product and forget about the people that got you to that point, mm -hmm. that's when I have a big problem with that. Listen, I know like I'm one of these people. You will not catch me buying The Last of Us that just came out on PS5. I don't agree with it. And we don't have to have that conversation now. I don't care about it. I know people did, and that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. I have no need or want. I've played through the game. I don't need a, a third version of it. That said, um, I know why they released it. It's a good time. Get ready for Plus this as well, too. Who, uh, it sounds crazy, but there are people who have never there played that game. And there are people that never played that game. But, you know, at the same time, like, for me, like, nah, I'm good on that. I, I understand people want to check it and check out the graphics and look great. That's great. But um, this series really has some of the best storytelling in video games, period. Mm -hmm. Like, it's dark and it's gripping and if it doesn't make you feel something when you play these games and you're a heartless bastard i guess but i mean i i I'll, I'll tell you right now i did buy that remake and i actually powered through it the first weekend um but the reason i do it is because i really do love the characters i love the story yeah. and i'll just continue to play it if they want to make iteration around in a pot iteration to make it look better and run better i'm just i don't give a shit i am there for the story like sure. that story is still to this day I've beaten that game like seven or eight times. It is <laughs> such a good game. Like mm -hmm. everything about that game is just so good. And I'm just a big fan of it. And so I, uh, you know, Jay Hill, I think he said it best on it. He goes, the main story needs to be the same, but they can change character arcs. I'm cool with that. Like, you know, not all the characters like Joe and Ellie. I think those have to be as close as possible, but the story itself is what makes it such a complicated tale because of morals and what have you. Those things have to be intact in order for it to be mm -hmm. an impactful story. You change those things out of it, it doesn't have the impact, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you've alienated the fan base. But not, not only the fan base, but the, the source material itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to keep certain elements there. Um, the one thing, do we still have not found out yet. Who is playing? Yeah, we don't know. And David is a fucked up character from that game, and we mm -hmm. still don't know. Now, I'm also a huge fan of Nick Offerman playing Bill. I mean, that out of all the casting, I mean, I love Pedro Pascal. I know you're a little iffy on uh, uh, Ramsey playing um, mm -hmm. Ellie. We'll have to see how that works out. Uh, but um, uh, Nick Offerman, I was just like, wow, that is chef's kiss casting. Mm -hmm. That is really, really good. I will be curious to see who they do as David. We have not seen anything with David. We haven't. He's not even on IMDb. We haven't seen him in the trailer. So... I would love it if they brought in somebody really intense, like a known actor to play David, because David is a fucked up character, mm -hmm. uh, like a terrifying character. Uh, so um, I'll be curious to see what they do with that. Uh, are they coming out with the third game? I don't know. Uh, I know right now they're um, still working on, they have one team over at Naughty Dog working on factions. They have another team working on an open world uh, or like a online, another online uh, Last of Us game. And then um, there was uh, th there's rumors that Naughty Dog is also working on um, a, a sci-fi game. Both them and Sony Santa Monica are supposedly working on a sci-fi. I feel like they're going to do another Uncharted before they do another Last of Us. I would be surprised if they handed off Uncharted to another developer within the within the PlayStation Studios, just because like they only have so many teams there, and they, they've done that before. Obviously, I think Sony then did Golden Abyss on the Vita. Yeah, it's a Vita. It's a different system, but they do trust their other studios mm -hmm. to be able to handle 
an Uncharted game. I actually, I think, I think, uh, I think Bend was also approached uh, about another uh, Uncharted game on either PS3 or PS4 at one point. Mm. Um, so, but I mean, I mean, if they do revisit Uncharted, that's that'd be cool too. But I would like to, you know, like see Naughty Cog, not Naughty Cog, Naughty Dog, kind of like branch out and do something a little bit different yeah, other than stick time. to their main two. I just love Nathan Drake. Crash says, didn't people hate the second one? Yeah, yeah. they're called uh, insecure dumbasses. Yeah. That's that's what that is. Yes, um, the two is a fucking masterpiece. Two is just as... Uh, it, two, <laughs> they take some bold... They make some bold choices on how they handle certain characters. Uh, um, But uh, I just thought it was... um, I just thought... It, I thought it was great. I thought the second one was really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm a super fan. I, I was blown away by that guy. I think I like that actually some degrees more than the first, and that's probably controversial but uh more about naughty cog that would be uh marcus phoenix and baird uh in swim trunks so uh jay hustles that watch dude play the second one i thought it was great show different sides of each person's story shows that depends on whose story you're paying attention to anyone can be the bad guy that's the beauty of the last of us is that gray area you know who's a good guy and who's a bad guy and how do you discern between the two Mm -hmm. it's all about their choices and uh yeah dude i'm fucking hyped for the show it looks yeah. awesome brian you're right uh but tone let's uh move on to our next trailer this one dropped last week and i know everyone's kind of a little iffy on m night Shyamalan. rightfully so 50 50 but he's he's made some great movies but he's also got a couple stinkers in there mm-hmm. and like not just kind of stinkers like real shit movies that people are like oh what the fuck he's lost his way i'm still a fan i think the servant is still one of his best is, is a great show mm-hmm. I think it's entering its final season, so I'll be curious to see how they wrap that up. But let's check out the trailer. Knock. Are we gonna sing along? Yeah, of course. I wanna put on my 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 boogie shoes. Yeah. Leonard. It's nice to meet you, Will. Why are you here? I suppose I'm here to make friends with you. And your dad's too. But my heart is broken. Why is it broken? Because of what I have to do today. by a common vision which has now become a command 
that we cannot ignore. The four of us are here to prevent the apocalypse. Your family has been chosen to make a horrible decision. If you fail to choose, the world will end. So the the thing with M Night movies is typically he writes the movies. So right, well, right, right, right. well, he has some good ones out there, Sixth Sense, you know, and, and Signs and and The Visit. He's done a lot of great movies that he has written, and some of them not so much. But this now tone is not something he he has written. This is actually based on a 2018 novel called The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay, not to be confused with Ethan Tremblay who uh, Zach Galifianakis played in uh, the movie with him and Robert Downey Jr. when they go on the road. Do you remember that movie? Yes. yes. <laughs> but he's Due called Ethan Tremblay or what's it called? Due Date. Due Date. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That actually, that was a really funny movie. I actually thought Due Date. Um, so this is based on, a, it's an adaptation of a book and I, what? Oh, geez, he's a, he's a big guy, man. Dude's a big guy. He's a big dude. I like how that's Rupert, Rupert Grint over there from Harry Potter behind me. Uh, he is a uh, M. Night guy. He's in The Servant. So, um, obviously, the stars Bautista, Rupert Grint, Ben Aldridge, Jonathan Grove, and Nikki Amuka Bird. Um, don't, I don't know anything about this book or this adaptation. All Neither I know is this, this, this trailer is fucking crazy. I know a few people that are familiar with the book that are very excited about this. Though. Oh, really? There's, yes. Oh, okay. So, there are people there's that have read the book? There's some people out there that are very excited about this. So, uh-huh. And now, you took... We're watching this in because obviously it's a it's a movie about the apocalypse coming mm-hmm. and they want this family to make a choice. Um and you uh looked at this and you were like, Man, I wonder if uh thank God dude's mic cut out so we couldn't hear him praise due date. <laughs> Come on, Crash. Don't have a shitty opinion about that too. Um but you are like uh do you think these four people represent the yeah, they're all they're all wearing different colored shirts, they're different people and sizes. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, sense that could be, you know, death, war, famine, and pestilence. Interesting. Interesting. Which one do you think Bautista is? Big kahunas. Big kahunas. Add to my list. Captain Planet. I mean, look, uh, it's an M. Night movie. There's going to be a twist, but it's a twist that's going to be tied to the book unless he is allowed to make changes to it. Uh, I'm going to see this, man. Uh, I, I even though he's made some stinkers in the past, I do appreciate M Night's uh, his the work that has worked has done well, and I do like the fact that he takes chances with his content. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a miss, uh, but he does he definitely doesn't follow the trend. You know, he mm-hmm. does his own thing, and we'll have to see how this turns out. But I thought it was an effective trailer; it was yeah. really creepy. And yeah, man, when, when Bautista's walking in the woods, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, okay, that's that's Bautista. That's- that was a bear. <laughs> It's an albino bear. It's a big guy walking Look through the that. woods. Look at that. Look at that. So excited for this movie. The book is incredible. All right. So Brittany uh, is a fan. Now, now, Brittany, uh, the book itself, is it like horror? Is it a thriller? And is it good? You said the book is incredible, like without spoilering. Spoilering. Spoiling. But being spoilery and spoilering is the same. Sweet. Uh, I would say more thriller. Okay, I can get down. I can get down with the thriller. I like that. Okay, okay good. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, really quick for cuddles, I want to do this. 
fire. Did Captain Planet? Did Heart? Oh, want to make sure he wasn't alone on that. That's all. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but this comes out on February third. Oh, uh, you know, tw- ten years ago, February third, I've been like, uh oh, that's not a good movie. Stephen King said that it was thought provoking and terrifying. Oh, really? Well, when when you get that kind of love, I mean, hey, when you hear from the master himself, the you one. Know, Throw it around loosely. He doesn't give everyone praise. He, he doesn't need to. He's Stephen, he's Stephen King. King. He, he is. Just yeah, talk about your own books, dude. Yeah, he's the only. And when you get his praise, you're you're basically a made man in, in the book in the world of Who books. Who else and is as well renowned and as wrote as much as he? Like, I mean, honestly, like. Well, when Stephen King stopped making good movies, when did he make a good movie? He made. I think he directed one movie, and that was <laughs> the one with Emilio Estevez, where the uh, cars all come to life. Young Guns. <laughs> no, what was that called, man? Um, no, no, not that. You know, that's a car come to life. No, it's one where all the machines, the pop machines come to life, and they all start killing Terminator. people. No, not Christine. Not my, Mighty not, over, uh, Maximum Overdrive. Maximum, oh, yeah, maximum yeah, yeah. Overdrive. That thing was just a fucking god-awful mm. movie. Um, but I think that's the only one he ever directed. Uh, but he obviously tried to make his movie. <laughs> it is the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. It is a terrible fucking movie. Uh, and it's so annoying because... Um, Nancy Cartwright, I think, or something Cartwright, who voices Bart Simpson, Nancy she's Cartwright, in it. Yeah. And whenever she talks, I'm like, all I hear is Bart Simpson. She That's has great. To stop talking. In my shorts. <laughs> it's it's a it's a really terrible movie, and if you get a chance to watch it, you really should. I was like Emilio. <laughs> all right, so now on to our third trailer. Tell him this is something you're really hyped for. Okay, I'm gonna take. Pants off, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. Here Pee over. I bet, is this where I break out the black light underneath the table? <laughs> you could go ahead. It's just going to mix. <laughs> I'm just going to let you have the black light. Here we go. Let's check out the trailer <laughs> for Hellraiser. Beautiful, isn't it? It's really nice. You can hold it. What is it? It's a puzzle. And it's almost finished. Keep going. So if I solve it, do I get a prize? I do. Six sides, six configurations. It opens up and it cuts you. And then they come to collect. Oh, 
Tone, that comes out next Friday, I dude. I am so fucking hyped. Next Friday, Hellraiser's so dropping on Hulu. I thought this was a series. This is an actual mm-hmm. movie. Uh, it is worth pointing out, this is directed by David Bruckner, who is no stranger to horror and good horror at that. He directed The Night House, which was kind of a smaller independent horror film mm-hmm. that was fucking... It was an unsettling movie. I actually watched that uh, earlier this year, as well as The Ritual, which was on Netflix, another really good horror film. So David Bruckner is is definitely familiar with the genre. He knows how to work within mm-hmm. that the, the genre. Uh, this is sorry, Jamie Clayton, which mm-hmm. is interesting because obviously the character of Pinhead mm-hmm. has typically been played by a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also starring Odessa Zion and Goran Vichisnik. So obviously not a whole lot of people that we know here, but um, it, it, it was a great movie. I agree with Cherry on that. The Ritual is a great movie. It is really, really good. And that's why I'm kind of excited about this now because obviously the source material, Hellraiser, is a fucking a classic. A lot of people mm-hmm. love it. There is a huge following with that. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting this... This is considered like a reboot or a remake or how are they looking at this? This is like I believe this is more like a remake. Um, and I can tell you is uh, one of the few sickos that's actually probably in Hellraiser groups on Facebook. Um, a lot of the like the majority of fans of the original are really into this. They're they're excited because it looks to be that they're gonna be even more closer to the source material, like the Hell Priest. A lot of the features, the more feminine voices, a lot of big pieces of the original character are. Know, clearly going to be here as well too so um yeah it's it's uh, uh really really exciting and like i said everybody's really excited it looks good and man i i think i've got a feeling man not very often do we get reboots that or excuse me remakes that end up being that's right. not something that typically you know it's better to stay in the reboot area and just kind of you know start fresh from within that same universe Carl uh, says, uh, do we need to get mad that they changed Pinhead, trying to keep up with the culture? Um, so Jamie is uh, trans, and that is actually also another big reason why the uh, the community is really excited about it. Because, again, you got to keep in mind from the source material, when the Hell Priest is originally described as a kind of like a feminine voice, different, you know, kind of some feminine features and things like that. Mm-hmm. So this kind of actually is more... In line with the source material, and that's which is why everybody's that's excited. That's fucking sweet. And so you can always tell who the fans of the source material are because anyone who's like, "Oh, that's bullshit," they got a girl. She's like, "Well, clearly you don't know the source material, right. so you're right. stupid." So you're not only are you ignorant, you just proven that you're not really a fan. Yeah, the few people in these Facebook groups, <laughs> when a, when a couple of those people come out, it really it's it's funny to watch how that breaks down. But uh, yeah, no, this looks great. This looks this looks dark. I mean, Hellraiser. Doesn't I feel like get enough love? It's, uh, it definitely it, doesn't. It, it doesn't. But very honestly, it's not had the best track record. Now there are people out there that don't mind all the movies, but some of them are a little questionable. So yeah, uh, I'm hyped for this, dude. Obviously, mm-hmm. next week is hot, dude. We got some hot horror stuff going on next week. We obviously have Hellraiser on Friday. Chucky mm-hmm. season two begins on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. We'll have to get on the phone with uh, USA and Sci-Fi and be like, hey, what the fuck? Banter and babbles on Wednesday nights. We're going to need you to move. They didn't Chucky get the memo. I emailed to them. Thursday. Well, you know what? It's I'm, I'm sure it didn't go to the trash folder or the spam folder. So we'll send another round we'll of see. emails and say, "Hey, look, you're uh, fucking with the number one show in Saginaw Township on Twitch." So you know, don't uh, <laughs> right. don't you don't want to you don't want to no, lock horns with us. No, uh, not with our legal department. No, yeah, this guy, he's our legal department. Hey, like socks with Swiss cheese holes. <laughs> Legal department. Holy socks and uh, law firm. That's what it's called. Holy, holy socks. Holy smokes, Batman. <laughs> I was like, oh. 
All right. So now this last uh, set of trailers. Holy shit. Uh, out of left field yesterday. Holy shit. And one more dropped today. And holy shit. Yeah. Both of them are holy shit trailers. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, these are trailers that I think a lot of people have been kind of, um, now it's not a trailer trailer, more of an announcement, but equally as exciting. Uh-huh. Let's hear what Ryan Reynolds had to say, Tone. Hey everyone, uh, we're extremely sad to have missed D23, but we've been working very hard on the next Deadpool film for uh, a good long while now. I've had to really search my soul on this one. Uh, his first appearance in the MCU obviously needs to feel special. We need to stay true to the character, uh, find new depth, new motivation, new meaning. Every Deadpool needs to stand out and stand apart. It's been an incredible challenge that has forced me to reach down deep inside. And I have nothing. Yeah, just completely empty up here and terrifying. But we did have one idea. Hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine one more time? Yeah, sure, Ryan. Hi. Hi. How are you? You have questions. Yes. I I had a lot of questions. I'm sure you had a lot of questions, but rest assured, we're going to answer them right now. Like, for example, how is Wolverine alive after Logan? Logan uh, takes place in 2029. Mm -hmm. Totally separate thing. Mm -hmm. Logan died in Logan. Not touching that. What actually happens in our film is these two... Thank you, Kevin Feige. Love you, Kevin Feige. Thank you, MCU. Yeah. So broke the fucking internet and Twitter. Blew everything up. Yeah. Everyone went fucking nuts because I think everyone has been just kind of wondering where the fuck is this movie going to mm-hmm. fall? When's it going to come out? A lot of speculation that it was going to be next year. I think there was the, the February, there was a slot, there was a movie there that uh, Marvel had not listed, but said they had a movie coming out that date. Then it got moved. But now we know September 6, 2024. So not next year, but the year after. So we're still a ways off. But the more exciting news is tone. Hugh Jackman set to return as fan favorite Wolverine. Mm-hmm. This was a pretty big announcement, dude. Like massive. Mm-hmm. A lot of people went nuts. Your initial reaction to the trailers? I freaked out. I really freaked <laughs> out. Uh, the first one came from Crash, of course. He messaged me on Twitter, and then 
uh, Prime and you guys started going off. I'm like, what the fuck? I was busy at the time. And I'm like, when I got to it, I was like, whoa, what the fuck is happening right now? They just announced this shit. And Hugh, like, I didn't think Hugh... I thought Hugh didn't want to do it anymore. I thought he tried to put that to rest, but of course you you put a zero at the end of a check. I mean, and yeah, yeah. When but, Disney comes knocking, you listen. Right, and I got to imagine it, it has to be something that also had to feel right to him to be able to do. And honestly, from Disney's side of it, like Feige had to make it make sense as well, too. Sure. But I mean, they own, I mean, realistically, give him one more ride. We all, I mean, we've all wanted this. We want to see, I mean, these two, like Cuddles brings up, he's like, who's the better duo here? Kevin... Uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock, or, or these two. Honestly, it's pretty fucking tough. That's because a tough one. I really, there's not a lot of like duos out there in this sense of how they back and forth right. and the things they do. I mean, you see them, they do hang out and talk in real life. Like, there's all kinds of shit. Um, this is one of those kind of things where like we needed and wanted to happen. Like, give Wolverine, give Hugh Jackman one last ride with proper people and not fucking Fox being lame. Because honestly, He's one of the best parts of those movies. Oh, absolutely. Like, even his single stories <laughs> and his his separate movies were still lackluster because they just danced and screwed around because, like, guys like Brian Singler just want to... Is it Singler? Singer. Singer, whatever. Yeah. Just wants to fucking, you know, take some bullet points and then just make his own bullshit. And I, I don't, you know, I don't get on board with that. But, man, the fact that, that, that uh, um, you know, it's under Disney now, mm-hmm. Ryan's clearly hand-involved. I mean... The people that are involved writing, like the, the Bob's Burgers and the director and stuff like that, these are people. There and and some of the original people that had involved with writing of the original too, as well too. Like there's there's they're, they're collabing as well too. There's a lot of people involved in this. Yeah, you know. So Disney's definitely taking this series because and they have to. They got to be <clears> careful <throat> and they have to. Rated R for one. They don't typically do that. They got to keep this rated R. They have to. They have to. Yep. Whatever they got, if they got to put that under. They're what Columbia or whatever the fuck it is, or you know, the, one of the other studios or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have to keep it rated R because, listen, the reality is, is Deadpool is a moneymaker, big time fucking moneymaker, big time moneymaker. You might not watch the MCU. There's people out there that probably don't, but I'll bet you some of those fucking people have seen Deadpool and they're big fans because wow. Ryan Reynolds, whatever it is. So having Hugh Jackman to come back one last time. I mean, like in in Deadpool three, I expect it already. I think it's going to be interesting. <laughs> To see, I think the balancing act is when Deadpool makes his way into one of the MCU movies, like mm-hmm. you know, like uh, the, one of the big mashups at the end of the series or end of the phases. That's where I think it's going to be an interesting balancing act. Like, how do you bring in Deadpool into like you know what, what's the one with um, what are the last two big show epi- uh, movies called? One of them is. Um, Kang's, uh, what's the? Oh, you're talking like that, like out, like in that sense. Yeah, um, I mean, because like those are the movies that are going to be really interesting to see how they balance that humor of Deadpool mm-hmm. and the violence of Deadpool. And he could end up being like just like a pocket. I mean, they have to eventually blend him in there. They, but they might not. They might keep him a little keep bit more separate. of a pocket. Okay. And they might make jokes of that. I think I've always said this for Deadpool three or for when he's in the an MCU movie that's PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. I think it would be brilliant is if the character still does and says a lot of the dumb shit, but they audibly put like black blocks over his, his stuff with like the, the asterisks and stuff. Yeah. And he, he, then he looks at the camera and makes a comment about it. What the bleep 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 is this black box? Like, I think they need to do that. They did that in the Marvel versus Capcom three game as well too, which yes. I thought was funny. I think those are the ways you can do it in the MCU. Like keep him acting like he's rated R, but he's not cause he's getting blocked out. Cause people will laugh their asses off. Right. That will generate a laugh for right, sure. Right. 
though. So no, I, I'm excited for this movie, dude. Like like I said, I love I love Ryan Reynolds, and and you know Hugh Jackman will always be Wolverine to me. Uh, I am curious to how they're going to. Uh, is this? Do you think this is a multiverse thing, or I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a multiverse thing for this Wolverine, but however they use Wolverine in the future. I, don't, I just don't see them casting Hugh Jackman right, going no, forward. This is, this is definitely going to be the last ride. I don't think Hugh Jackman necessarily as Wolverine is going to be involved in any of those. I don't think probably any, a lot of mutants or X-Men will be. We don't even know if Deadpool really either, to be fair. That's a valid point. You know, we don't know what that's going to look like. Um, you know, with time, I mean, the multiverse is open, so we can do whatever we want. And I, I guarantee Deadpool is going to talk about all the MCU shit. You're going to hear him talk about Disney. You're going to hear him about the multiverse. Oh, yeah. All that stuff, and, and Wolverine's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about, bub?" Kind of thing, like, right? You know. So I think realistically, because of everything that's happened, the requisition and getting Fox back and the properties and everything, I think that's gonna make Deadpool three a, a lot more fun in senses because it can be openly, you know, really quite open now at this well too. And we might, who knows? Maybe we'll see, uh, you know, a cameo from some other X Men. Uh, maybe McAvoy come back or something. Oh, I, whoever I plays Colossus in the last two movies, I really hope they keep him around because he's also <laughs> one of the best parts of these movies. Sure. So. Yeah. Uh, and there was a couple other interesting uh, MCU developments this week. Uh, first of all, we know the director from Blade has stepped away from the project. He's yeah. still staying on as a producer, um, which isn't a, quite a forearm yet. But the fact that they were just two months away from the beginning of production, it's another weird. director I'm has stepped personal down. Personal happened, maybe. I, I, you know, I'm assuming that's what it is. I'm assuming there's no bad blood because he's still on board as right. a producer. Um, but for him to step away as a director, I, we, we obviously don't know the uh, specifics of that. But that is a, you know, I don't want to say it's super concerning, but it is bizarre considering it is two months away from the beginning of yeah, production. Yeah, really weird. So now they got to find it. They said it was a scheduling conflict. Okay, interesting. I just figured they would have a schedule figured out by now. You know, it's Disney, why are you scheduling? Why are you not scheduling on Disney? I mean, you would think Disney would be like, "Look, we'll pay you whatever." They were going to pay you to direct that movie, and you just stay on board here. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. uh, really interesting to see who they cast as the director. And then the other bit of MC news that I thought was interesting this week is that uh, the actor that plays Namor confirms that he is one hundred percent a mutant. Yeah, which is wild that they. I mean, clearly that name's come up already at this point as well too. But like. Um, the breadcrumbs that got us there is, is fun, but like I, I'm surprised they just outed that and allowed him to out that as well, too. I mean, Namor, for those that don't know, Namor is technically Marvel's first comic book accurate mutant. That's the, that's kind of the big deal for him, and, and they, of course they've been warring with Wakanda on and off for a long time, so... Um, Cuddle says, sorry guys, I'm out on Blade. I got the gig for Blood, <laughs> Blood and, and Honey, too. too. Yeah. That's got to be coming. Is that coming up soon? We don't know. No, we, we don't know the date. We don't know But I, I got I to believe that's got to be dropping within the next couple of weeks. Come on. It's it got to be within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. It's, it's spooky season, baby. Yeah, baby. It's spooky yeah. season, Let's baby. Go. Uh, no, but this is awesome. September 6th, 2024. Deadpool 3. Finally. We'll be in theaters, man. Really excited to see what Disney does Finally. with this character, man. All right, Tom. Time to move on to our next topic. Okay. Um, don't have anything else to say, man. Cobra Kai, mm. season five, come and gone. Yeah, we've sat through it, we've watched it, we've had time to process it. Yes, uh, this is a, a season we were a little—I don't want to say concerned, but we were kind of curious. Like we were concerned a little bit, a little concerned. Like, is this? Show hitting its final phase. Has like, it overstayed? Is it, over, it getting close to overstaying its welcome? You know, does it have enough steam to keep it going? I mean, I love Cobra Kai. I love Cobra Kai, but I'm curious. I was really curious yeah, to cuddles. see: Are we reaching that that limit? Because I I don't I love Cobra Kai, but I don't want it to like 
ruin its legacy. You know, I've had a great time with it, mm-hmm. but here's season five tone. And I'm going to come over to you first. I want to get your initial thoughts on this season five. First of all, everybody, please don't be disappointed in me. Um, season four, I powered through most of that in one day. This took me about four days to get through. Um, so please don't be mad at me about that. Cuddles uh, hits the nail on the head there. The show I keep saying I want it to end, but damn it, I want one more. That's how I felt still watching this season. Every episode, I'm thinking, man, it's got me hooked. <laughs> Oh, it yep, okay, it's got me hooked. Even the fucking silly drama and the uh, and they, they finally you darn right, Tri North, darn right, you know. Um, you know, every every episode, like you're like, oh, that characters are the it's it's getting really high school drama, which it always has been, but there's oh man, that drama's gonna be silly. Oh yeah. I yeah, me cuddles. I felt like the way they built it up at the end of the last season. The it Mexico was little, thing was my biggest it concern was, yep, coming in. It was into it, it was a little bit lackluster, but I think it was the best route to go. They, they handled it the best way they could have. Because, like, seriously, man, I was thinking, I was like, man, if Johnny's going to go in and fight this cartel guy or right, some shit, because right, I right, assume right. that's the direction it was going, because she's like, our dad's a bad hombre and all this stuff. Right. And once it played out, I was like, you know what? I'm You're cool. Right. I'm, I'm okay with this. Uh, you know, Miguel gets his closure on his dad. Yeah, there's only a couple a episodes where... Yeah. Yep. And, 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 and they used it to a, a degree where it builds on the relationship between yeah. him and Robbie. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, and so it was... They you, they did it the right way. They did it the best way possible. Which is like weird because what do we say most of the time with this? They do it the right way. They, they do, do it the right it way. The right way. Uh, you know, again, I felt like, which was really interesting in this, while there was... Daniel... Kind of was less of the main character than normal. He was he, not a central point. He was not, not off. And you know what? That worked. That was fine. Honestly, because there's so much other characters going down, and they kind of spread that out a little bit. Like, they let other characters shine. And Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, that, and you know what? It worked really damn well, and mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine on that. You've seen Johnny go from... Johnny's had some crazy story arc. Daniel has as well, too. Every character, for the most part, even the kids, there's a lot of growth there. And it might be small nuanced things. It might be small characters. But there's something like even some of the the kids, you barely get anything. I felt like this season they had like just a little extra they added to it or said something more than they normally said yes. that was big to the plot or had it something. It was really interesting how a lot of that tied in. But clearly there's one character that, for me, shined out the, the brightest because I think we both are super fans yeah. of the character this season. Um, we got a taste of him last season, but Chosen, yes. hands down, was the best part of the season. There's and there's not not even close to anything as as good. Now, don't get me wrong, Terry Silver, beautifully. Oh man, beautiful. the one what the one character villain. from all the Karate Kid movies that was seriously redeemed. You were and saved. so worried about. Too. I was real. I was. You were. I am seriously. Time. Karate Kid Three to me is seriously by far, and it's not even close. The weakest entry in the Karate Kid. Trilogy, oh yeah, absolutely. By far, and I did not like. Uh, um, what's his name? Thomas Ian Griffin in the third. I thought I was like this guy, terrible actor. And I mean, I I liked the fact that he was a manipulator and he was more psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this guy fucking sucks at his delivery. Like, mm-hmm. I just I'm not convinced. But Jesus, this series mm-hmm. has done things for Karate Kid three. Yeah, that I thought were absolutely was impossible. It was like there's no way they can bring Terry right. Silver in and make this shit interesting. And they fucking exceeded that yeah. by, I mean, there's, Karate Kid 3 is a better movie, an infinitely better movie because of the show. Absolutely. Hands down agree. And Chosen was amazing. The, the growth in him and John, yep, absolutely. Try North, yep, yep. And it, and just like, man, I, I, it's just crazy to think that we're talking about Cobra Kai here and we're talking about, oh, the 
best, best character was chosen. The villain from Dude, the fucking gave, second the movie. Thing, the thing about that is, it's like, you know, when we first saw Chosen, there wasn't a whole lot there for him. It was just mm-hmm. like, it was kind of like how they handled Robin Lively this year with her character mm-hmm. and how we saw Allie and Elizabeth show up just kind of there for a moment and then kind of like, cool, mm-hmm. just like a little nod to the fans. Like, oh, hey, look, uh, Yuji Okamuro is utilized heavily in this. He's a central figure this season, well, seems, and he's amazing. It seems to be that uh, every one of, nearly every one of Daniel's old enemies in some form way somehow get a redemption arc, and they're not pieces of shit anymore. Right. It's really weird. You know what I mean? Like, you know, even Barnes in some way. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. think think of that character. You know, how crazy it was a bit. But, yeah, having him in the show and doing what they did with him, not only was he comic relief and not overly and comic he does relief. It good. He's very subtle his delivery. With his humor. And, yeah, and like I was telling you, like, if you check out his social media, he is a comic. He's a funny guy. I don't, I, he might even do stand-up. I literally don't know for sure. I'm, his I feel timing like, is really yeah, good. Yeah, like, I feel like he might actually do stand-up or something like that. Like, it's it's crazy, and if he's a if he's a comedy guy, it just shows how well he can act. Because we always say these comedy folks are doing crazy stuff. But Chosen Drunk was my favorite. Yeah, he was Chosen Drunk was great. Long yeah, Islands, yeah. man. Yep. Long yep. Islands, yep. Long Islands. But yeah, no, he he was literally the best part of the show. Now that all said, when it comes to that, now it, I enjoyed every minute of the season again. I felt the end felt okay. It was a, it was clearly left as like we don't know if we're getting another season. So here's kind of a finale, but here's a breadcrumb or two in case we do come back. Right. What is that connection going to be? But I also be? feel like in that regard, they, you know, I think if you're going to do, if you're not sure, because I mean, I don't think it's been confirmed yet that we have a season six no. coming. I'm sure they'll look at the numbers and they'll try to figure it out. Now, I'll, we'll get into why I'm not I sure agree, they have what, to. how they can continue going, but you never know with the show. But like like you and I talked about, and you mentioned it right away, you know, if this were the series finale, this ending, the final episode, the ending of the final episode is fucking awesome mm-hmm. in, in its entirety is fucking awesome. But ending itself of the episode was a little underwhelming. It felt if like it yeah. were the if the, if they do not if they decide not to go forward with right. season six, or this was can't. not a very fulfilling ending in terms of like character saying there wasn't enough another. closure no there wasn't, there wasn't enough closure you so like that's what me, leads me to think that there might be a six or you know they left you a little breadcrumbs at the end so like okay maybe it wasn't the greatest ending but hey we didn't know if we were getting another season so yeah. i get it it's it's it, that's sometimes how these kind of shows have to work especially when you deal with netflix because typically after don't three seasons they'll, they'll, yeah <laughs> the, you know these streaming platforms will shoot you it's like foot. every season you get further along your leash gets shorter it's just right, like you right, better right. start I mean, you look at shows like Dark Crystal, that you know that that uh, that that prequel that came out that was so good that that like you, Rohit said they won an Emmy the same day or whatever that they, they, they canceled, canceled it, it. Yeah. and then you know the show Glow if you haven't seen the Glow Glow is a great show as well too but yeah at the end of the day like you know it, it just I needed more closure I needed more goodbye mm-hmm. and I didn't get that but the breadcrumbs at the end makes me think that well where are we gonna go yeah. here's where I think we're gonna. And, oh, oh, really? Well, oh, because here we go. Here we I, well, go. I don't know necessarily the central story. You didn't share story. this with me, so I'm ready. Well, no, I, it's, it's about, right. No, it's not central story necessarily, but we still haven't had one Karate Kid character brought in. And I know you're not happy about it, but Just she was, re- of, she was recently doing movie. some, 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 some uh, interview stuff, and it was brought up. And she was really overly... And who are you referring to? I'm talking about Hilary Swank, the next Karate Kid. Uh, she was very, like, dodgy on and it just seemed a little too extra. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, if anything, she's going to be because we still, you know, we always hear about Tori's mom yeah, or something don't. like that. We, we saw Tori's mom. We saw her feet. 
We did. In her apartment. We don't know who it was. We still have not seen her mom. I got a feeling. I got a feeling it could be Hillary Swank. Now, maybe not. Maybe it's not her mom or something. But I think that we're somehow Hillary Swank's going to be a big piece of this. Now, how how they're going to go with it, like, I don't know. Is is? Do you even know who the big bad was in, in, in the next crime? No. Crowd? No. But, now, here's my concern not with them Jayden going has forward. Nothing to, with, with, with going forward. Going forward as, I mean, Silver is out. As we uh, right now, I mean, the he's going to jail. He's gonna, he's got, but yes, he has a bunch of lawyers, so we don't know what could possibly happen to him. Uh, John Kreese, by all accounts, I won't spoil it, but I don't know how he's going to. How be, they would be able to get away with that? How is he going to be the central villain His of the next series? Is actually pretty. The storyline is really, really good. I thought it was pretty dope. But here's the thing: like, like if we don't have available the big bads, what's the threat? Because that's always been the thing with this show. The threats has always been characters that we know. If we're starting to cook up new bad guys, I don't think that. Like, I, think, I don't think it'll be that. But I, you know, I, I don't know. But like, then that's just it. Like, that's where that's where we get into the territory. Would another season overstay its welcome? Is this starting to overstay its welcome? Like, I just don't want to have a bad season. That's my biggest fear. Right, right. We don't want to have to have a a, a half baked season six. I will say this season was probably the most hokey of all of them. Well, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of extra there like, was teen a drama. Lot of ho- there, I mean, but I mean, that's part of the charm too, which is true. It's that it's got that soap opera vibe to River it. River City Ransom. It's con- the way it bounces around between mm. certain things that are happening and the hokiness. I get that part of it. That that part of it makes it endearing and makes it charming. I have no qualms with it. But there was an extra level of hokiness this right. season. And I just like, you know, I just don't want them to like you said, overstay the one. I don't want yeah. them to ruin it. And you're like uh Trinor says, but wouldn't Daniel know about Hillary Swank? Well, he's been eating out of a silver spoon for a long time. He didn't realize what Johnny was up to until Johnny just appeared and started doing shit. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh he, he he may not realistically. Super she could be, campy. yeah. She could be right under his uh, nose, and he might not be aware of it. I mean, it's an apartment complex. He doesn't even care about it. He's up on the hills, you know, so <laughs> he doesn't even give a shit. Uh, but you know, again, we'll, we'll see. Like, I'd be fine on another season. You know, I I always say I'm like worried about overstay the welcome, but you know, I I'll, I'll take more. So, um, was he close with Miyagi till death? Yeah, yeah, but you know, who knows? Again, we don't. You know, like I said. They could write something where she separates from Yagi. I don't know, right? Like, all I know is that she's the only one that hasn't been around. Yep. It's still technically in the in the it's in, in the, the Miyagi storyline. It's in the Miyagi storyline, the real Miyagi storyline. Yes, um, not the Jackie Chan one. No, I want to point out something about funny about that too. You guys realize they called it the Karate Kid, and it was Jackie Chan teaching Kung Fu, right? Nothing to do. Well, but we do know. Yeah, Kung Fu. And I'm curious, dude. Now, now, look, we do know Sony. Is making a new Karate Kid movie, which has nothing to do with these. Uh, it has been confirmed. This has nothing yes. to do with it because I know Sony Pictures is actually the ones that does. Yeah, the Cobra oh, Kai show. Weird. Sony's movies. They want to bank on something that's popular and then do a half bait. Go dude, figure. I, no, dude, when I read that, nothing, I was has, just like, that's terrible. It has terrible. nothing to do with Cobra Kai. They did. That was going to be a that, garbage that was, ass movie. That, well, of course it is. Dead on arrival. Yeah. No one's yep, going to go see that movie. No, this has nothing. That will have nothing to do with. The cast was and directors were surprised. Well, I, that's, and again, that's like, look, man, I, I love Sony. I love their video games, but their movies uh, division is just fucking garbage. Questionable. It's it, Very at sus. Best, on the best day. It's questionable. Very sus. Like coming up in a vent <laughs> and stabbing in the back. I, I do. When I seen the karate kiss, I was like, that's that thing is going to bomb. You want to know the first thing I filed when I saw that article? 
filed. <laughs> that was it. Not huh? even blinking. No. Nope. But I mean, tone like, like honestly, man. At this point, if they came out tomorrow and said, uh, "Cobra Kai is done," we're not going to pursue a season six. I would be disappointed. As, as, dis- as but, uh, the fact that we didn't get the closure for a final episode, I'd be vulnerable about that. I would be perfectly fine mm-hmm. if they were like, "We're done." I'd be like, yep. "Good." That's you guys have you've done you've. You made a masterpiece series. Mm-hmm. This is five seasons of nostalgic, engaging, yep. immersive shit. Yeah, you did. I'm fine with that. Yeah, you guys created a blueprint for other things. I'm not going to go to Netflix and be like, what the fuck? I'm going to be like, cool. Thank you. I am perfectly content, and I will watch this whole fucking series once a year with my kids. There you go. And love it. But, dude, like, if they do a season six, I feel like... This is like walking on thin ice more than season five. Yeah, I feel like we're walking a tightrope for season six because I feel like if we're starting to, like, look, the next Karate Kids, it's a shit movie. I love Hillary Swank. I think she's actually really talented. That mm. movie is trash. And I just, like, I feel like if we're mining that, we, we're at the end of end line. Like, this, we should be done. Well, listen, if the bad person in the next Karate Kid, which none of us remember because apparently it wasn't that compelling. <laughs> If anybody can make that, maybe they could save it. They they save Karate Kid 3. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. I would say the next Karate Kid is worse than Karate Kid 3. Well, yeah. But anyone can do it. Right. It's going to be Netflix. And if they can make whoever the bad guy was in the next Karate Kid as compelling as Terry Silver was. Because I tell you what, Tommy C. and Griffin, I don't know if you took a bunch of acting classes since Karate Kid 3. Like, he is actually really good. Like he what is he menacing. Been doing? He's literally been doing nothing since nothing. then. Nothing. So he probably spent like 20 years in acting classes. Is he really rich in real life like that? I'm guessing not. maybe. No, probably I'm seeing Griffin, man. Maybe he's, a, maybe he's really a, a, you know, a philanthropist. Isn't he a real martial artist, though, too? I mean, he looked pretty good fighting. Yeah, I thought I think he's really a martial artist. I don't know, but... I, I can't remember his name. I just remember he was played by Michael... Oh, Michael Ironside was... Yes! Michael Ironside was the bad guy in Next Week. But hey, look, if Michael Ironside can't do Splitter Cell... He's... He's a big guy, dude. He was in that um, Bob Odenkirk movie, but, uh, Nobody. Remember, yeah. he's the father-in-law. There's not a lot he can do. There's days. not a whole lot, but hey, man. He could be string pulling. Hey, if you can get Chosen back fighting with uh, whatever those were. Size. Size. You can probably get Michael Ironside back to be a fucking prick. I Maybe. forgot that Michael Ironside was in oh that movie. Oh, my God. Now, look, dude. If you want to bring Michael Ironside back as a bad guy... Okay, not now. You know what? It's, it's a little cringy. It's it's like it's like Leo in uh, Django. At first, you had my t- or my curiosity, but now you have my t- right. I just want him back as uh, Sam Fisher. Personally. Yeah, man, he was he was a good. No, look, man, like 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 Splinter Cell was a um, video game. What was the one without him? Fiction? No, 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 no. 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 Uh, oh no! Um, fuck! It was the other one. It was Oh, what was that Splinter Cell called? It doesn't matter. It was the same. It had the same. It was like the same title as that James Spader show on uh, Blacklist. Blacklist, yeah. There you go. Uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist. I thought that was awesome. I thought Splinter Cell Blacklist was actually a really, really yeah. fucking awesome Splinter Cell game. And I didn't have an. I didn't have an issue that Michael Ironside was. I love Michael Ironside. I still thought it was a really, really good game. But if you want to, Walter Groggins was also one of the bad kids. Really, it's actually Walton Groggins. I call him Walter. His name is Walton oh, Roggins. Wow. <laughs> so cool. You guys having lunch tomorrow, too? 
Jesus. Yeah, man, we're going to talk about Fat Man, too. I'm going to play Fat Man. <laughs> Fat Man! <laughs> I miss Spies vs. Mercs. Spies vs. Mercs is a fucking sweet multiplayer mode. Third person versus right. first person. Yeah, God damn that right. was super, like, unique. Ahead of its time. Really big fan of that. I hope they uh, find a way to implement that. Ubisoft sucks. And the next one, all right, Toad, how you feeling? We're good. You got to go tinky? No, we're good. All right, it's time for the main event. What? Let's talk about fucking... Who are you? Casa. Not Cassie. Casa. 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 Casa Andor. Ander. Ander. According to... Uh... Ander. Cassie and Ander. <laughs> Ander. Cassie and Ander. Uh, funny. He was like, you talking to me? Like, what? Yeah, it's yeah. Andor. Andor. All right, dude. So Andor dropped last week. You've watched all four episodes. Goddamn I right got, I have. I got through the first three. Yep. Uh, this first early impressions, no spoilers. And Tone, I told you this right when you showed up. Yes. Up until this, these first three episodes. Mm-hmm. These first three episodes are the best Star Wars television we've had so far. That's... And like, look, I love Mando. I love Mando. And now look, when Andor ends, I'll, then I'll, I'll, I'll be like, where does it stack? Against Mandalorian, but right now, Andor is the best Star Wars show on TV by far. On TV? On TV. Oh, you're saying TV? I'm talking about like like the streaming shows. Oh, like I, I really do. I think it's absolutely, dude. The first three episodes, dude, were fucking incredible. This show is fucking awesome. It's, dude. Like we came into it, we had expectations with the people involved. The director of Born Born Legacy is involved. You know, Born Legacy is. You know, some people are a little hit or miss on that because that's the Jeremy Renner one, but it's still a good born movie. Good born. And you can see a lot of that, the parallels between those types in this movie because it is kind of a spy thriller. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not your fucking bullshit. Like I'm not saying lightsabers are bullshit, but I mean it's your not your typical Star Wars stuff. Right. And much like what we thought of Rogue One, mm-hmm. and I would even say Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. it wasn't so much about the spectacle. It was about the fucking nitty-gritty yes. nature of the shit going on in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Not the stuff that's happening in broad daylight. Like the shit that's going on in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And, dude, Andor is fucking awesome. It's... Mm. Man, like, I, I don't know. I remember when this first came out, and a lot of people, all of us, were like, mm, do we really need this? Like, what are they going to do? Like, a prequel to Rogue One? Okay. Like, you know, all the jokes. Like, oh, oh, he's already dead. Like, what do we... You know? Well, did drop today. Funny course. how all after all that time, here we are, and we're both looking at it and going like, man, this might be the best mm. star. I mean, listen, Rogue One has been out for six years, we'll say. I don't know the exact day, year for sure, right? But um, off the top of my head, uh, Winter Soldier is still one of the best MCU movies Absolutely. to this day. It's definitely my the very least. I'm a huge fan. It's one of my favorites. Um but I definitely get the vibes from that, you know, totally on this one. Uh, Rogue One is my second favorite Star Wars movie, hands down. Not even close. Like, which is crazy because after 40 years of the, you know, these movies, and granted, there's, you know, like six big ones that have been out before that as well, too. But, like, you know, this jumped ahead a lot of, like, the classics mm-hmm. uh, and, and to hit number two. And I've watched Rogue One probably, I can tell you, I've watched it more than uh, the sequel trilogy put together. Oh, really? Absolutely. Um, Rogue One is uh, probably at this point now my second or third most watched Star Wars film. Wow. Uh, I absolutely love it. And it's because, and, and Drass, I know he's not out there right now, but 
um, he can attest to this because he's kind of the same way. My favorite thing about Star Wars are really not the Jedi and the Sith. It's not about the Force stuff. It's about everything else. Yes. It's about the underbelly. It's about, you know, shady characters. It's about uh, shady storylines, uh, things in that nature. Kind of why I think I like the Bad Batch as well, too. I mean, that's kind of different, but, like, yeah. Bad Batch is not... I didn't like, get a whole lot of fucking Jedi and all that right, shit. Right, right. Bad Batch is a little bit more grounded in this way. This is very grounded. This is, like, setting up the, 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 the framework for the Rebellion, which is already kind of in motion, but this is definitely getting to showcase more and peeling back what war is really like yeah like you see the grand the grandiose scale of war but you see all the powerful ones you see the emperor and vader and luke in the movies they're throwing lightning and lightsabers are all over mace window is losing a hand because he's an idiot and <laughs> all this other shit you know so this this is more of of just general people surviving a galaxy in turmoil where two people down the street might not fucking give two shits about the empire and anything else. They'll right. complain about the taxes. Yeah. They'll complain about the occupancy. But they're not in any but position. But to it's do not affecting about it. them. They're clearly they're overall day to day. I mean, yeah. you know, some people you know, with the the subversiveness. I think Loki makes a good comment about um, humans in uh, the Avengers movie about you know humans were made to kneel more or less. You know, like it's 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 that kind of you know that that submission that that, that people sometimes crave. You know, bending that knee like that, and uh, it's a better form. It puts them maybe in a better place, and they don't realize that they're literally being you know a puppet uh, yeah, yeah yeah so um to be able to see this in that side of it is is really exciting and rogue one did a great job of that because it's just a band of very amazing over characterized characters mm -hmm. like you think of almost every single character in that little group of of folks on that u-boat or that u-wing excuse me um and you you can remember them like i can clearly see them in my head as i as i think about them as i'm talking about them you know uh, and, and this show is already kind of doing that, uh, you know. I mean, clearly it's going to be focusing mostly on 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 Cassie and Ander here, but uh, this is a time period where you get to see uh, the Empire, you know, on a on a local level growing and getting power. Are they really? I guess since they're you're influence. About, you're, like yeah, you're 15 years into it, so you're after Bad Batch. You're still five years after Obi Wan, you know. So it's continued to get to where the Empire's peak is really right about the time the rebellion kind of kicks off there's a lot of peak because that's when the the true war starts you know the empire you hear the characters talk about them we hear about these pockets of people out there doing stuff yeah, yeah. We, you know they're little pockets right yeah. now it's but it's before all those things are common threaded <clears throat> so you don't get to see the full-on full scale of war you just hear about you know mercenaries or or people just uh, uh doing stuff like bombing little warehouses right, probably right. And getting food this is this is this is groundworking for everything 40 years ago that was created but you're getting because of that you're getting these compelling storylines you're getting immersion it's dark it's gritty it's yeah. not pretty rebellion also did dirty things they that's, they got their hands dirty and that's why rogue one was so good yep that's what i and that's what i love about it right. man because like you know when you think about the rebellion when you after you seen the, the the first three movies when they came out the rebellions were the good guys and Right. They do all good things, and the and the jet or the empire are evil and all this stuff. And yeah, the empire is still a bunch of assholes. But you sh in Rogue One, and especially in this, you kind of see that the rebels have to play dirty to keep up. It's war. Yeah, it's war, and and, and not everything is. It, it's that gray area. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the last one. There's that gray area. Like, is there? Are they really a good guy? Or are they kind of like got some sketchy decision making? Exactly. But it's 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 in order to keep 
everything going forward to keep mm-hmm. the rebellion alive. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of like questionable stuff going on. And I love that because it doesn't make it as good versus evil. There it's it's survival. Right. You need to do what you Practical, can to yeah, survive. Yeah, you, you have to you have to crack a few eggs and make an omelet. That's just what it comes down to. And that's what it's being able to show, and that's what Rogue One showed. Um, are those kind of things. You know, they had some great conversations about that. I mean, Rogue One, you knew the entire movie from start to finish. They were literally running into a brick wall the entire time. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Um, and it already kind of feels like this. You know, episode four kind of really kind of makes that feel, but you just, since you kind of know, you almost kind of like, where is this going to go? I mean, there's 12 episodes or something. 12 That's episodes, crazy. bro. And, they, and listen, they've been 40 minutes plus long. Yes. They're, they're long. very, like... We're getting like almost like a a a, a super tr- big trilogy yes. of th- of this part of the world. And listen, this is another time period where right about the same time this is going on, we could we could see some. We know there, there's going to be a cameo of one character in particular. We've seen him, Saw Guerrera, and everything. Yes. He's a common thread through everything else. But technically, right now, the same time, this is when the Rebels cartoon is going on. Ahsoka's around right now. She's doing the fulcrum thing, mm-hmm. uh, trying to. She's helping build the rebellion. So. We're getting again. They talk about the pockets. Yep. She's a pocket. They're gonna. I'll guarantee they're gonna mention Fulcrum. They're gonna say something about so like the, like her uh-huh. code name for that. We're gonna get some really interesting threads that might t- tie back to Rebels and things like that. Because Hera and those crew, they're doing the same thing that Cassian's doing. Maybe not as dirty, right? You know, yep. but um, that's dealing with more Jedi and some of that powers and stuff. But you keep hearing these pockets. Well, again, these pockets eventually have to be threaded and come together. And that's what we're gonna see. They're building the rebellion, and now. From compared to the old EU, obviously that stuff's all thrown out. They're changing. They're they're starting kind of afresh. Even the uh, technically the the uh, character Star Killer in the Force Unleashed games, he was technically his family crest is what the Rebel symbol was supposed to be yes. in those games. That that's not canon anymore either. But you know now that Disney's got it, they're doing their own thing with it. And I got to be honest with you, if this is where they're going with it. They've got me sold already. I was sold in the first 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, dude. In the first episode when I saw something that I saw and I was like, okay, well, I'm 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 game. And and yeah, four episodes in, and I gotta tell you, like, you were excited about third episode was amazing. Fourth episode is like, oh, there's character or two. Oh, holy shit on that character, and then more character building and good story. So boy oh boy. Uh more I don't know, more Morley just said, no, I know the mics. Oh, I thought the, I know the mics just hate the guys. I thought he said I thought I thought Morley said I just hate the guys tonight. Oh, it's <laughs> like oh, I'm sorry. It's like shagging all interviews. I'm just trying to be nice. I want to kiss Diego Luna. He's really good as as Cassie Andor. He's really I good. Mean, but dude, incredible. the one thing I was really surprised about, and I won't get into spoilers, is how they're using Stellan Skarsgård. Dude, based off the trailer, I thought they were going a different I way can't with wait them. To watch episode four. But when uh, when the third episode hit, I was just like, "Oh, dude, fuck yeah!" Can't wait to watch episode four. Yeah, it was pretty dope, you guys. So uh, that's all we're gonna talk about. Like strong first impressions. Like right now, this is my favorite uh, Star Wars TV show right now on television. And very honestly, as somebody who loves Mando, you can't compare this to Mando. They're two entirely different sure. things. But, I mean, you, you can compare them in terms of like how much they're drawing you in. Right, sure. Yeah, Mando absolutely. still draws me in. Yeah. But Mando is, because Dave did a lot of cartoons, Mando is built like a cartoon. Mando's a live-action cartoon. This is Way a nice. dark, gritty espionage. Uh, in some ways, you said it, thriller. Like, this yeah. is a... 
this is a deep storytelling show um because mando still threads in big name characters and yeah. big things are going on and you're he's, seeing and force got, and you're seeing yeah, lightsabers the fucking force right, right. Stuff. this is this is common folk literally and not getting the praise they deserve common folk help building up the rebellion that takes down the bad guys eventually yes you know and and, and these people don't get that kind of recognition so really strong impressions early on. I really so hope good. we can maintain that over the next nine episodes that are going to set to come good start. out. Uh, I do. Like you said, man, I'm just so 12 episodes, dude, I'm... at 35, 45 minutes long. That's some good content. Now yeah. that I do think that makes it hard for them. They're going to have to maintain the same energy over 12 mm-hmm. episodes as opposed to like eight or six or whatever. So whether or not they're able to stick that landing and, and keep you engaged every week, Remains to be seen, but the first three episodes, dude, and I know you've seen four already. I think we're both in unison. It's fucking high quality Star Wars, and not only high quality Star Wars, just high quality TV in general. And it like look, it looks like the presentation, like Rogue One. It yes. looks good. Like listen, and man, those, no, dude, there wasn't any moment where I was like, oh, that's, yeah, it's kind of uh, dodgy. Yeah, they, I was like, this looks really good. And they got that film grain over the screen, super practical, a lot yes. of practical. So it definitely feels again draws you in a little bit more. It's a little less like CGI and some of the goofy stuff you might even see in Mando a little bit mm-hmm. because this is all like. You don't need all the normal people, yeah. right? Yep. Fucking big fan. This is this is really hype, you guys. Amazing so. how you can build a story with more than twenty minutes. So, <laughs> Why? Well, I, I mean, not wrong. Yeah, the man's not wrong. Uh, we would love to get your thoughts on this. If you're watching Andor, sound off in the comments on YouTube, or if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, let us know what you think of Andor so far. Let there are some weird takes on no. don't care on Twitter cool. uh, that I've seen. I was like, oh, that's that's good for them. This is before I saw these episodes. So I've seen people comment, they're like, oh, I'm this and that about it, or I'm bored with this, and I was like, cool. oh, no. And I'm watching it, dude, and I was just like, just yeah, gorp face. I, 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 like, I know, this exactly, is, I'm in, exactly. Dude. So big fan of it. We want to get your thoughts. Tone, mm-hmm. time to go to our final topic. And it's been a hot second since we've had one of these. And you know what it is, man. Still not sure yet, Cherry. We're working on that. Random question, question for y'all. Once you're on this episode, and what are y'all going to do? We for? need we need to sit down and kind of plan will, for that. I will tell you what. We'll we'll um, we'll look at the the calendar and we'll we'll try to cement the date this weekend. We'll see what's coming. Because right, I mean, between now and Thanksgiving, uh, that's always a tough one. I think we were talking early December. Originally. I think it's going to be early December because Thanksgiving is like I, it's it's like I think episode ninety nine is like either the week before Thanksgiving or the week of. So we're going to have to like move it around a little bit. But as far as what we got planned for it, we don't really know yet. That's stuff that we still got to work out. But we'll try to lock down the date so everyone can be prepped for it. Because we are eight episodes away. Bro. We're at 92. This is episode 92. Pretty hype. But Crazy. let's move on to our final topic, Tone. And uh, I know we, we love doing these. Yeah, Cherry, I'll follow up with you. We love doing these. You know what Thank they're you. called. Meme debate. It's a fucking meme debate. And you know what, dude? We're yeah. moving into October. Spooky season. That's right. So we got to talk about some scary shit. And tone tonight's meme debate is most iconic horror villain ever. And we got some doozies here. This comes courtesy of King Cuddles. He threw this out there. And I was like, fuck. What do we do here? What do we do here? We're not, we're not even going to do this. And, 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 like, pick a top three, just most iconic horror villain. And we're going to go left to right, top to bottom. You got to say, you got to choose. You got to choose. One. First, we have Ghostface from the Scream movies. Or no, from Scary Movie. Or, or Scary Movie. I forget. 
Nice. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, next, we got Freddy Krueger. Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, Leatherface. Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Freddy, or Jason, your boy. Yep. Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. My guy, Michael Myers from the Halloween movies. Pennywise the Clown. Definitely a personal favorite, too. From the It movies. Then we got our boy. A guy who has found new life. Mm-hmm. The Chucky series. We got Chucky from Child's Play. Interesting. We have The Nun. Newer and iconic already. The Nun. Which is more, I feel like, yeah. I feel like it's like this next like millennial thing. And yeah, they're yeah, all big yeah. fans of The Nun. Yeah, very. Uh, also, The Nun was obviously part of uh, Conjuring 2, I believe it was. It was where she was first introduced in, in a way. And then you got your boy. Bring you your pleasure. We've got Pinhead from Hellraiser. Hellpriest. Tone, this is... Uh, this is tough. Most iconic horror villain ever. Yeah, but if you really understand the villain, are they really <laughs> the villain? Are they really the villain? Bruce um, the Shark from Jaws is my answer. Uh, Bruce the Shark would have been a, a, a but you obviously you don't remember how bad Jaws the Revenge was, and that removed Bruce from this list. So. <laughs> Chucky is insanely popular. Bride of Chucky onward. That fucker was everywhere. Uh, like, if you've never seen a horror movie, I think you will know Michael Myers for sure. Cuddle, uh, <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious, man. I see Freddy. Uh, Crash says Freddy or Jason. When, I say, when you say iconic, the most iconic horror villain. Like, like, like well, we look at this list. And, or we well, look let's at these start pictures. acting who I don't think is Let's start there because we're going to agree on a lot uh, of these. I think right now, right away, the nun. Yeah, I'm going to bounce sure. the nun for, for sure. sure. For sure. Uh, for the sure. nun is bounced. That's my first choice. Now, after that, it's not easy. Well, see, I would say, I would say, uh, next for me would actually be um, Ghostface. You're going to go with Ghostface? I'm going to go with Ghostface. Okay. Okay. Listen, okay. Ghost, Ghostface, I mean, there's some things on here that have been around for a long time. I would say Ghostface and then maybe Chucky. Oh wow, Chucky! After that, huh? You going Chucky before uh, Pennywise? I I think uh, I think more people are familiar and have watched Pennywise than the actual Chucky movie. All I feel like uh, because of book readers and because of people reading the books, watching the movies, knowing from two different versions and a re- remake of it. Yeah, I definitely think Pennywise is more. Uh, people would just say more iconic because I also look at terms of who's more. Uh, maybe even scary or sure. you know things of that nature, and I don't I don't feel that uh, Chucky is as scary more, as a what you say he's cosmic, more funny yeah as a cosmic being, sure we'll say so to me that that so that's none Chucky uh, uh so do your first three removed first three remover none Chucky and um Ghostface Ghostface okay my first three removed I'm gonna take out none first mm-hmm. and this is gonna be an unpopular opinion Leatherface. I'm going to bounce Leatherface second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leatherface. Um, I'm more scared of the the setting yeah. <laughs> than, than so much Leatherface. Um, so I'm going to bounce none Leatherface, and, and this will not make you happy, but I'm going to bounce Pinhead uh, third. That's fair. Pinhead will go third for me. So those are my bottom three out. Mm-hmm. Um, just none of them. I, I mean, like, like I, I am a part of that crowd that it feels like Hellraiser lost its way quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all the subsequent sequels that were just nowhere near as right. as impactful yeah, as the first one. Very honestly, like in the next round here, are we ready for the next round? 
I just want to explain some more things. I feel like the nun is scary. I just feel like the conjuring is a better of the movies. Right. Um, and then obviously Leatherface just other than the scene, there's one scene in the first one where he kills his first victim, the guy yeah. that runs in, and like Leatherface just appears and knocks him out. He shuts that door. I was just like, dude, he's fucking terrifying. Leatherface, I think, is more like kind of in that sense where it's like he's one of the originals, but he didn't really stand the sands of time. That's, I think you're right. No, I think you're right. I think, again, it's more the setting, like just that backwards country, like just out in the middle of nowhere. Just the, I could drive dude, a half hour. I would argue and say the house itself no, is scarier than Leatherface. No, I agree with you. I feel like the setting, like honestly, like, yeah. I'll drive a half hour that way and I'm scared. <laughs> or that way, whatever, you know what man. I mean? Like, yeah, no, like I, I totally agree with that. He, he, The next round, he is certainly in my next round. He's your next round? Okay. Uh, Cherry Squishy, I... Was disappointed to see he wasn't in this. Uh, these photos. I would have put. I would have put Hannibal. Le- if you would have put Hannibal Lecter in for none, this conversation yeah. would have gone different. What does Scotty Pippen have to do with this? Cuddles. <laughs> um. So yeah. So my next round, I'm definitely gonna um have to say for me. God, I, I gotta look at it realistically too. Like not just for what I feel like, but scary. What I feel like is just iconic. Definitely Leatherface is gonna go there. Uh, Hellraiser is going to go. It's more of a cult following thing. Mm-hmm. And I also think at this point, too, that's where Pennywise is going to leave. That leaves it down for me, for Jason, Mike, and uh, Frederick. Frederick. Okay. Uh, not even the best lector. I mean, Brian Cox is an awesome lector. I, I thought he was good, but like, don't get me wrong. Brian Cox is an amazing actor. Uh, but and, and don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the show Hannibal. The show Hannibal is really fucking good. Uh, but Hannibal Lecter is, or I'm sorry, uh, Anthony Hopkins is oh, the definitive uh, Hannibal Lecter, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second round for myself is going to be Ghostface. Mm-hmm. Um, Chucky. And I hate doing that because I really like this this resurgence that Chucky had. Because he, he really not everybody's is. on that boat, though. What's that? Not everybody's uh, on that you're boat. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Candyman is something that should be a part of the conversation. I agree. Crash. I did not make this graphic. Oh, um, stop yelling at us, Crash. So Bitch. Ghostface, Chucky. Dude, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a little crazy here. No, I'm not. It's gonna be Pennywise. Like, look, Pennywise. Uh, I will argue. I actually still think Tim Curry's portrayal of Pennywise haunts me more because it fucked me up as a kid. Yeah. Like, don't I, get me got Bill Skarsgård. I love those movies. Bill Skarsgård is a better, is a great Pennywise in a much better It movie. Mm-hmm. Tim Curry is the best Pennywise in a really bad It. Yeah. Like, if you go back and watch It now, it is just not good. I still like it. It, I just, it does <laughs> sure, not but, yeah. age well. But I will seriously always, I will go to my grave and say, Tim Curry is so much is just I don't want to say he's so much better than Bill Skarsgård because Bill Skarsgård wasn't trying to be Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Bill Skarsgård did his own Pennywise, which was very effective and he was very good. He was creepy as fuck, but Tim Curry was more on rage and anger and like you could feel when he did when he took over that show. It was like okay, this shit's scary as fuck. And whenever Tim wasn't around. Not John Ritter, not Richard Mazur, not Nat O'Toole. Nobody could carry that show. Nobody could keep that movie interesting at all. Mm-hmm. It was just really bad, poor direction, shitty special effects towards the end. So that hurts me to do that, but Pennywise is the final out in the mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. round of cuts, mm-hmm. which again puts me down with you in the same boat. You have Freddy, you have Jason, and your Michael Myers in that final 
round. Yeah, yeah, and I think at this point, like, it's not. I'm not trying. I'm not going to eliminate. I'm just going to at this point choose. It just comes down to those three, and I I think it's pretty obvious who I'm going to choose. I know. Um, because somebody did kind of say it as well too. Now that being said, I agree with you 100 percent mortally. That's that, why. That being said, um, <clears throat> it's not an easy choice, and I feel like. As I look back as a kid, I was this person for twice for Halloween, by the way. Such a super fan. <laughs> point that out. Um, I, I feel, man, I feel like just as the claws are as iconic and the sweater and the hat, just as the pale mask and the knife are as iconic, I just feel that Jason is the most iconic. And I know I'm probably biased on that, but it's the hockey mask. Hockey mask was it's, big, dude. Everybody knows his last name. You know, it's not just Jason. Sometimes, sometimes it is Jason Voorhees. You know, even if it has nothing to do with anything else, you might sometimes not remember the name of of the town that Freddie was in, or even Mike Myers. But you know, Cramp Crystal Lake. Yeah. You always know about Crystal Lake. But I also know where it is. Right. So here, I, I agree with your choice. I think you have a, a really, really good choice. I think Jason is a very iconic uh, uh, villain. But here's the thing, and this is why I'm going to just kind of slightly disagree with you a little bit. Jason does not exist if Michael Myers doesn't have a hit with Halloween. Michael Myers started the slasher mm -hmm. genre. Yeah, that's, that's true. Michael Myers, I mean, there have been slashes before that, but they'd never taken out. Michael, mm -hmm. like Halloween was the most successful independent film in the history mm -hmm. of movies when it came out. It was a smash success. And Jason does not exist before, uh, unless Michael you know, succeeds. And so that's why I give Michael the edge over Jason there. I do think Jason is more iconic because everyone's always going to remember the masks. Mm -hmm. But hey, man, Michael's got a pretty memorable mask, too. He does. But Jason was, it was just more of that 80s vibe, man. He's a fucking, he's wearing a hockey mask. His cat, Camp Crystal Lake is much more memorable than Haddonfield. Mm -hmm. It's Camp Crystal Lake. But dude, when it comes <laughs> down to it, most iconic to me will always be Freddy. Mm-hmm. Just because Freddy had everything. Jason was terrifying. He was brute strength. He was scary looking. Freddy was scary looking, but Freddy had fucking charisma. Mm -hmm. Nobody handled the screen as a slasher better than Definitely Robert. Definitely agree, Cuddles. I actually like his remake. Robert Ingram is a was a fucking mm -hmm. incredible choice as Freddy. He made Freddy terrifying. Mm -hmm. I mean terrifying. Fucked a lot of people up in their dreams. Mm -hmm. But he was also charming in a way you, you know what freddy krueger was like a more like a uh what's what i'm looking for animated uh hans gruber mm -hmm. hans gruber was a menacing bad guy but he had that charm he's uh, he alan rickman balanced it out right whereas robert Engel was like a full 11 going crazy but he was charming he had that he had that funny set and then like you said dude the glove the the, the sweater and 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 the Fred and the Fred and the Nightmare movies made big bucks. I mean, shit. Even when you get to four, four is considered one of the best entries in that whole yeah, series. Yeah. And it really kind of revived because three. Is that new Nightmare. Two and three. No, uh, no um, there's Freddy's Dead. The it was two. No, War, Dream Warriors is four. Okay, okay, Dream okay. Warriors. Um, but uh, and, and yeah, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better <laughs> yeah. lock your door. What was it? Five, six, Get grab a suit. Yeah, crucifix. Yeah. 
Seven, eight, don't better stay it. up late. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Nine, ten, three is Dream Warriors. Three is Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors is three? Four was what then? Dream Master? Because there was Dream Warrior and Dream Master. Wishmaster? Uh, Wishmaster is a dope ass, actually. Not bad for a Scraven Giant. Is okay. four Dream Master then? Welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> Dude, that was awesome when that girl's watching the fucking talk show and uh, Freddie comes out of the TV uh, and picks her like, welcome to, welcome to Dream Master's for There you go. Dream uh, Master was actually one. Um, funny thing, I think Dream Master was directed by Rennie Harlan, who went on to direct Die Hard 2. There was a lot of hype behind Dream Master 4. was like one of the better reviewed of the yeah. series because of how mad, how it was, it was the dream sequences that really right. set 4 apart from like 3 and 2. Like they really imaginative stuff. But, you know, when I go to icon, iconic, most iconic, man, it, it's going to be Freddy for me just because. I actually feel had a feeling you might say that. I know you're a big Mike Myers fan, and I'm, I'm, I love I'm, def- I'm definitely not. Mm-hmm. But I, I always feel like it does always come down to Jason and Freddy. And yeah. You say guilty pleasure for Freddy versus Jason. That's actually one of my favorites. Um, and that's the thing about it for me. Like, Freddy, even like his bad movies, are still good, entertaining, and Wes watchable Craven's in some new way. Nightmare is criminally underrated. Wes Craven's Absolute, new yeah. Nightmare is fucking yeah. brilliant. That um, is a brilliant fucking movie. Jason's bad movies are still watchable. Campies that, like, I still like. Like, listen, I'm probably the only person out here is going to say, like, I don't hate watching Jason X. Jason, I dude, it. no, I, dude, I actually question anybody that doesn't like Jason X. I find it because I find Jason it X is self-aware. That it's it's is, meant to be exactly what it is. Yes, it's it, ridiculous. It no, it and the thing is, right. it doesn't hide it. It mm-hmm. knows it is a mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. premise, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it so good. It's mm-hmm. such a fucking. It knows it's stupid. It knows it's just ridiculously mm-hmm. like this is crazy, and it's self-aware. Had they taken that shit seriously, the movie would have been terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it knows it's a fucking goof. Right. And, you know, again, I go back to even, like, the video games. Like, everybody remembers the NES Friday the 13th game. <laughs> even the one that yeah. just came out not long ago. You know, a lot of folks played as well, too. But Jason's the only one with kills in space. That's true. True. He's um, right. But, yeah, for me, I, I still feel like Jason is iconic. I feel, and I feel like this is the thing. At the end of the day, nobody's ever going to fully agree between the two. I Even if we had everybody in the world populate, vote... I feel like it's going to be close to even. I just don't feel like it's anything. That, I don't think there's that there's so far away. Now I feel like with the extra things outside of the movies, that's where Jason sometimes might pull ahead because of video games and other media and things in that nature. And somebody mentioned this too. His reboot wasn't terrible compared to some of the other ones. Friday, uh, Friday the Thirteenth reboot. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the or the remake, whatever it is, mm-hmm. when they. I think, I think Michael Bay was attached to that, wasn't he? I don't remember. I think he was a producer. God, that's how, that, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> um, but, you know. Leprechaun in the Hood is a masterpiece. Uh, Leprechaun hey, is awesome. Actually, awesome I like master. the Leprechaun I'm big movies. Fan, I'm big actually fan a big fan series. But you know what? You know, okay, let's, before we jump on, what is one of the most underrated or unappreciated horror franchises that isn't listed here? Horror franchises that's not listed there? Give me two or three that really stand out to you. I do love Leprechaun. Um, I actually really like Wishmaster. Um, they, they don't, they don't stand well, um, after the first one, realistically. Um, franchises. It's tough. I know, well, man. It's tougher for me because I don't watch a lot of horror. Dude, cuddles. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to jump yes, at yes, it. Yes, there it is. Puppet Master. Yes. That, yeah, totally, totally I agree. actually bought that collection Puppet recently Master, on digital. Absolutely. Puppet, Puppet Masters Master. are fucking I incredible. I loved that shit. I love that shit. I like Cherry's Insidious. I love the Insidious movies. I actually think those are fucking terrifying. 
Uh, and I will, um, I'm going to give a shout out to The Descent. Uh, there are two of those. The second one is actually pretty good. The third one is still one of the most claustrophobic, horrifying movies I've ever seen. Tales from the Crypt is... Mm. <laughs> What's the one with Dennis Miller? That one was underrated. Burde- uh, Burdell Blood. That's Burdell Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, listen, I watch uh, Demon Knight probably more than most normal people should, which is a couple times. Is it the one with Bill Sadler? Uh, or William yes. Sadler? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, actually yeah. in the, in the, he, remember, he's in the first, he's in the very first episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yes, he is. And he doesn't go by William Sadler. He Bill. goes by Bill Sadler. Bill that, Sadler. Yep. Which is really interesting as well. But, Clearly, the best part about the uh, uh, Demon Knight movie is Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane, yes, it is. Yes, it is. He's the best part. I mean, there's just, dude, there's so many great like horror movies, and then you look at some of the smaller ones like Critters. I mean, that one's always going to have kind of like goons. Tremors. Yeah, Tremors is one that Mon- has, has. Yeah, all those. The yeah. first Tremors, man, that movie is just that shit was groundbreaking as fuck. That movie was that, awesome. That was scary as a kid. Another movie where it's like self-aware, mm-hmm. and, and and you have two leads, Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon, that are mm-hmm. just fucking awesome. Spot on. And you know they don't take it seriously. They have that um, uh, cherry squishy. I am a thousand percent in agreement with you. Midsummer mm-hmm. and Hereditary. They're not really a franchise, but it's from the same director. Uh, those movies are elevated like psychological horror. And, ET's um, shit me. ET. <laughs> you're not. Hey, you're not the only one. There are people out there that are scared shitless of fucking ET. Yeah, ET's a, he's a fucking alien with yeah. big ass. I mean, yeah. he's creepy as fuck, man. Yeah, so, yeah. I tell you what, dude. If I go upstairs right now. No one's home, and I hear this ET phone. I am killing that fucking Jesus thing. Jesus Christ! I don't care how cute it is. I am stepping on its fucking head until it explodes. Midsummer was the worst shit I ever seen. Well, now we know where Cuddles is at. Um, Midsummer and Hereditary are both excellent movies with really, really compelling, and uh, they explore some themes that I think um, I wish other movies would explore. I thought they were really, really well done. Um. What else was there? I'm looking to see. Wasn't there a Hellraiser in space? Was there a Hellraiser uh, in space? I don't, I don't think so. Is that that can't be? Did somebody say that? I don't think so. That's uh, the Cell. Oh, is that what Jennifer Lopez and Vincent D'Onofrio, I believe, is in that? And then Vince Vaughn. Is it Vince Vaughn? In yeah, the but we're cell? talking about like franchises, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Now we're not talking about individual. We're just talking about like, now. We're, now we're throwing out like uh, was Bloodlines in space? That's the really shitty one, right? <laughs> That's the trash one. I think that's right? the really shitty one. Yeah, I think that's the really shitty one. Yeah, that's the really shitty one. <laughs> yeah. Sleepaway Camp is a good one, man. That's a good one. Vince Vaughn is in the cell. Yeah, I think, and I think Vincent D'Onofrio is in that too. I want to say he's in that as well with him and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. The Creeper from Jeepers Creepers. Dude, no, look, Jeepers Creepers. Don't get me started on like the third one, the, the, the Reborn or whatever one they just made recently. It's really. You're a big fan. The first one is actually. Um, it's. I thought that was, dude. The first, I would say, first hour of that movie. Okay, Forge, thank you. Are, is it, I thought that was effectively the opening hour. Or so with Justin Long, I thought that was an effectively scary movie. The second one, um, I thought it was decent. I didn't think it was as good, but I thought it was decent. The the latest one is really really bad. Dude, love the Devil's Rejects. You know what? Dude, I didn't have an issue with the Devil's Rejects. I didn't like a House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, I actually thought that was like trash. I actually thought Devil's Rejects was kind of entertaining in a way. Uh, but he had three movies. Zombie made three movies. It was House of Devil's Rejects. Oh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Devil's Rejects. And he made, he, there was like, I he has a trilogy. I love his music. I don't give two shits about his fucking movies. Did you see how his Munsters movie is reviewed? There's a lot great. of people who are indifferent on that. Yeah. It's interesting because it is not his typical fare. 
Well, and he's a big super fan. He's a super fan, so he's very and, respectful of the source and material. And a lot of people said it would have been better as a series, not a movie. Oh, really? That's what I've been reading, yeah. There's, there's some people that have talked about this thing. It is actually, it, this is not what you would expect from Rob Zombie. Like, yeah. this is actually, like you said, respectful. Apparently, his wife is trying to do, like, the old sitcom tropes and everything. Yes. They're yes. doing. They're trying to do a lot of bits, and that's why everybody's like, this would have been better as a series, not a movie. I know movie. Prime sent a, uh, uh, he sent a, uh, uh, a message to us earlier, I think it was yesterday or today, where he was like, no, when he sent the trailer. And I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, this is really kind of cringe. But it's, it's like a 2-5 out of 5 right there's now. There's a lot of people who are just like, look, this is... Kind of accurate and yeah. kind of close to what we would expect. I I was I'm actually interested in watching I'm, it. Do, so. It's either that or, or Hocus Pocus two on Friday night for me. You want to know something? Oh, you're a Hocus Pocus guy. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the fucking movie. I don't get it, and that's fine. Everybody's into it. I just don't give a shit. I don't like. I, I don't I give two Hocus fucking Pocus, shits. I could watch it. I could be indifferent about it. I just don't give a fucking shit. I don't. I don't understand the allure necessarily. It's not something that we needed to have a sequel it, to it necessarily. But hey, you know, fans out there, folks, focus. You know, I'm the, the only reason I like it, man, because I can put it on and my kids happy will watch it. My you. kids will watch it, and it keeps them entertaining, and they laugh. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. It's cool. a cult classic. There's like 20 of you, so uh, congratulations. <laughs> Cult classic would be more like, uh, t- uh, yeah, I, just, I don't get, I don't get the. Like, and just because I don't even it's a cult, cult classic doesn't mean it's good. I don't, yeah, I don't get the cult classic thing on that one. But hey, you know, yeah, exactly. You're excited. That's awesome. I'm excited for everybody else. Excited. I'm excited for my kids, man. Like I said, man, they're, 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 they've been talking about all week. They're like, oh man, we can do popcorn. I'm like, fuck yeah, you can do popcorn. You guys go upstairs and watch. I'm gonna sit downstairs and play video games. Yeah, I just I don't get it. Like I can think of a million other things probably that we should have a sequel reboot for and that is certainly not on that list so. is evil dead underrated if that's underrated i don't know how it's underrated. i think it's, evil I think dead it's, is definitely not underrated. It's, not, it's 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 a huge uh, actually huge there's a lot more than, okay there's 25 yeah great you know i, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> clearly there's enough people that it warranted uh, an entire reboot and a second movie so there it is i want to ask tricky if he's still here i know i don't know if he is or not um oh yeah he is uh tricky what's up with the uh the calendar the 31 days of horror i know he has a calendar in place where he's either going to try to play the movies in the discord and tricky's theater <laughs> or he's just going to like throw it in there and be like hey watch these movies he, i've seen the calendar i've already downloaded most of the movies mm-hmm. on my phone so i plan on watching them but i was wondering if trick had any plans to throw that up in the discord uh, Jimmy Z said, anytime I'm in an airport, I'm always looking out the window thinking about the airplane scene in Final Destiny. That shit was terrifying, man. Uh, the airplane scene when, when, when yeah. Stifler's jumping around Every, in the airport and the plane blows up in the background. You're you like, can't Whoa. tell me any of you motherfuckers driving on a freeway that gets the behind freeway the logs. Fu- Dude, the freeway fucks me up more than the airplane. Yeah, you get behind a fucking truck full of logs. Nope. There ain't no way you're freaking nope. out about that nope. shit. Dude, fuck that- that. Yeah, dude, I would argue that the freeway scene in Final Destination 2 is even more impactful than the plane scene in Final Destination. Yeah, absolutely. It fucks Fuck me up more. That. Way more. The plot twist in Final Destination 5, that movie was actually better than it should have been. I've never heard of Evil Dead until watching this podcast. Just, okay. Yeah, J-Hill, so yeah, Evil Dead is definitely, Evil Dead goes from like serious to to more like tongue-in-cheek, like, like, uh, Comedy is, but it's effective seriousness. Like the, the first one's good. The second, is the second one where they kind of like introduce kind of some of the the, the second dark one humor. originally. The second one is weird because the second one's like a remake of the first one, but comedic. 
Kind so of. that's what they kind of like introduced the yeah, and then third is like full third hand. is uh, third is Army of Dead, and then you know you're getting into the but TV the new series. remake is actually really the dark. TV series is incredible. No, the TV series is still comedic. No, no, the TV series, but I'm talking about the remake, the movie in 2013. Yeah, that's, that's dark an as entirely fuck. separate thing. It's okay, re- that's okay. a whole. Re- but people yeah. like that. Don't fans? Are more fans happy with that? It's a split. I, well, I mean, yeah, I think more are have really quite have accepted it compared to other remakes, but. There's some things about it because it doesn't have Bruce in it that just makes everybody not feel like it's the right thing. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, Burn Notice is a great show. Eh, how about uh, he did? He was in Xena often, and uh, he also had a very underrated TV show. Unfortunately, got one season, which was uh, Briscoe County Junior. That was quite a show back in the day on Fox as well, too. <laughs> Evil Dead was scary on how much they ruined yes, the game, yes, man, no. dude. I was trying to think because it's Halloween, and I'm gonna start streaming on Friday nights here soon. Uh, I was thinking about downloading Evil Dead, but I just downloaded Dead by Daylight, and I think I can have more fun with this game. Mm, Evil Dies Tonight. Evil Dies Tonight. I do like playing as Michael Myers. I know. We get it. We get it. Briscoe. Show enough. Uh, Yeah. So, all right. (laughs) I got to pee. Bones got to pee, but which means it's time to wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we appreciate the fuck out of each and every one of you that hangs out and talks about movies, TV shows, and video games. Mm-hmm. We really, really appreciate your support. We appreciate each and every one of you being here, sharing your thoughts, sharing your appreciate uh, your uh, your opinions on things. Y'all are the best. This is why we do it. We love sitting down and just and just talking, man. Drinking and talking. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love about doing. I I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, we really appreciate you guys. I know it's been a couple weeks since we've been around, and uh, hopefully we get some consistency going uh, forward here throughout the fall as well, too. A lot of things are coming out, media-wise, TV, movies, games, and stuff. So yeah, dude, it's, it's always an exciting time, crazy. fall time as well, too. You know, we get in, it gets cold, we're around a little bit more. But as always, yes, we appreciate you guys. Continue to do what you do, which is, you know, give us those likes, give us those shares, give us those retweets, get those follows out there, those subs. If you get a chance, you know somebody in the family, you got a friend, you got a cousin who likes this kind of content maybe like you do make sure to let them know have them check it out give us uh, some reviews here when you once in a while if you get a chance on the spotify or on on i was itunes you can also do those as well too so if you got time to do that let us know what you think if you want to rate each show individually that's great as well too if you got some feedback for us we'd like to hear that as well too we'll talk about that uh next week a little bit more too we're, we're gonna uh, prepping we're gonna designate, we're, a, we're segment designate to a segment to those questions that a lot of you took that Awesome survey, too, as well, too. But, uh, no, we really appreciate you guys. Continue to do what you're doing. That word of mouth is huge for us. And, I, I honestly, we can't thank you enough. So. No, he, he nailed it. And uh, next week, we plan to discuss Blonde, which drops on Netflix this weekend. On the day Armas, Blonde as, uh, as uh, Marilyn Monroe. That comes out. We'll also be going to see Smile tomorrow night. And if we're able to squeeze it in, we're going to talk about Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. That in, is available yeah. now on digital. So we'll have possibly three movies to talk about next week. Uh, we'll also talk about whatever the fuck else we want to talk about. Whatever trailers drop. Obviously, we're moving into uh, the video game Fall Rush. We have a lot of stuff coming up. Um, I did actually get a code. I'm going to see if I can get that game download. Maybe that's it'll stream on Friday night while the kids are watching Hocus Pocus 2. I'll come down here and, and stream a game. I'll let you guys know about that in the Discord. Um, but seriously, thank you guys and girls so much. We appreciate you. If you can't do everything Tony has to do, just go over to Patreon. Sign up. Send us some money. Buy this guy a beer. I like beer. He likes beer. Beer's good. 
Or we might need a new uh, audio set if this shit doesn't fucking work. If I don't destroy it. Hopefully there's a warranty on it. Uh, there probably is, and I probably threw it away. You dummy. I am a big old dummy. But you guys and girls, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll be back next Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. If you can't catch us live, we'll be uh, up on iTunes. Uh, oh, man, a little something came up on that. <laughs> <laughs> baking soda that smells like it ass, smells literally. It smells bad, doesn't it? Whose ass were you eating? He said he loved me. iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. That's where you can find Banter and Babble. For Fanboy Tone, I'm the dude that I can taste. Really bad. I can smell you it. Can smell. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Please. I'm the dude Don't 79. Get Thank that. you so much for tuning in. Have a great weekend. We'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> see you next Wednesday night. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so nasty.